0: The name of the talk show is Legally Drunk. Adam
1: Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, June
2: 9th, 2013. Time for your Get Mo Nation Media Assassination Episode
1: 520. This is No Agenda.
2: Celebrating the miracle of swazzle Enough this morning here in the Travis Heights Hideout in Austin, Texas, capital of the Drone Star State. In the morning, everybody,
0: I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's cold and miserable, I'm John C. Dvorak.
3: And Buzzkill.
2: In the morning. Hey, we had a huge rainstorm this morning here. I mean, like just all of a sudden, and you know. And don't you hate it when? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Don't you hate it when you spend an hour the day before doing things like I don't know, washing the car?
0: That's oh, that's wa- the
2: jinx. <laughs> watering the lawn. You
0: can't wash your car, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even my car.
2: It's Miss Mickey's car. You know, she's coming back. So, you know, oh, to,
0: so you're making the car Oh, nice yeah. I, no,
2: I had, well, just, not just the car. I got flowers in the house. You know, I got... I am totally... So she's
0: coming. You, she's finally coming, you think, tonight.
2: Yes. Yeah, with because a little so bit of luck. She'll be there
0: tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Uh, what's the next <laughs> flight? <What's,
2: laughs> she's going to go through Atlanta. Well, if she, if she gets stuck in Atlanta, that's good news because we have... About 10 uh, producers in Atlanta who will pick well, a the Love to party her.
3: with her.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, thanks. You're, well, you're snappy today. Oh, hold on, John. Before we do anything, uh, we need to play our, our new theme song from They Might Be Giants. Uh, you've heard of these guys, right? Yeah, of course. Call connected to the NSA.
4: Complete transmission.
1: Of the
2: war. I think these guys are so awesome. They well, get you know, it. They may be giants. <laughs> yes, it's true. They they really get it. And they had this out, I can't remember. This has been a while.
0: Yeah, well, this is not news. We're going to talk about this, I guess, right off the bat.
2: No, so no, you, no, no, no. I well, we might no, as well, you got no, this song. No, no, well. no, 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 no. We have to ease into it, because I have... Uh, I ha- I'm going to satisfy everyone with the uh, the value I'm going to provide today, because uh, I well, I have a theory some on it. Thoughts all. on the matter? Yeah. Well, I, I, why don't we ease into it though, with a little bit of uh, fun at our president's expense?
0: Oh <laughs> well, I'm always game for that.
2: <laughs> so um, the president uh, had a a little uh, a little press thingy. It wasn't really uh, intended to be much of a press thingy about. Specifically about the Prism and uh, all of this uh, spying that people are talking about, it was about uh, Obamacare. And if you are ever invited to stand behind the president, <laughs> you really got to think about if you want to do this. It, did you see this particular press conference? Not with the guy standing back there make, mugging. No, there were four people, and they fell asleep. Well, they, they, they if you watch them, you see after about five minutes they they zombify. You, just, you get these stereo eyes, and, the, <laughs> and one guy's head is cocked to the right the whole time. I don't know why they—this they, is a bad idea. <laughs> this is, this is, you should always say, Ed, eh, that's all right, man. I don't need to be on the stage with the president. That's okay. I'll just sit here in the audience. So um, what happened, the, the, right off the bat, it was uh, exhilarating and wonderful to watch uh, because um, the uh, the stage manager forgot to uh, hand the president—not just hand the president his script, but to put it onto the, uh, onto the podium— and the, huh. and oh, and the President was not happy with this. I mean he I would say he came close to throwing a celebrity tantrum. And uh, here's what it, what happened. Good
5: Morning, everybody. I'll, uh, I'll. It, it is wonderful to see all of you, and I want to thank everybody who's here. I think there's only one problem,
2: and that is that my remarks are not sitting here. Who? People? People. This is uh, this is the sign of a man who is very very frustrated, and there's stuff bubbling under when you talk like this to your staff, and you call them people, and you say people, people, hello no people, <laughs> and so and, and Ed McMahon apparently is in the, in the audience, yucking it up for him. You know, things by on,
5: on by Friday uh, afternoon things get a little uh, uh, a little challenged.
2: Uh, i'm going to have a i'm going to, uh, uh, answer a question uh, so it's interesting that he he knows already he's going to answer a question at the end of the remarks, but I want to make sure that uh, we get the remarks up. People, people what what does that mean to you, John, when someone does that to the staff?
0: well it, I think it could be taken as a lighthearted kind of a thing. no, no I, it's did, well, did you get big
2: laughs Yeah, but when you no, not the second time, and his face was mad. He was mad. But really, the whole thing, he can't even start. He can't just start to, you know, ad-lib a little bit. Just a a teeny-weeny bit. Or, say, hold on a second, I'll be right back. Just get off the stage. Dude, where's my script? Or where are my remarks? This is what it's called now. Remarks. Remarks. Yes. (laughs) I have some remarks for this movie I'm doing. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh,
5: somebody's tripping. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. (laughs)
2: Don't
5: fire Folk, folks are, folks are sweating. Back. Did
2: you hear someone said, "Don't fire him"? Did you hear that? It's very, it was a very interesting moment. I felt this. Fo- folks, folks are sweating. Those people. <laughs> uh, well, good morning, everybody. Yeah, good morning. So we fast forward through all of uh, all of the stuff, and then there's the shill. Uh, we we know that there's always a shill who's going to ask uh, a question here or there, but there was only one question and one shill. Thank you very much. Uh,
5: I'm going to take one question, and uh, then remember, people are going to have opportunities to also answer questions when I'm with uh, the Chinese president today. So I don't want the whole day
2: to just be a bleeding press conference, but I'm going to... Bleeding press conference? Is is he now British all of a sudden? And uh, instead of saying fucking press conference, it's a bleeding, or, or is there actual blood involved, or what does this mean? That's odd. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take... Uh
0: Uh, He he could have said, you know, start using scheisskopf (laughs) and
2: some other terms. Scheisskopf? This is not an outstanding word.
0: No, I'm just saying. He's like, if he's going to start swearing in kind of offhanded
2: foreign ways. He should definitely, he should mix it up a bit is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Scheisskopf. Merde. (laughs) So so this doesn't turn into a merde. uh, uh, Jackie Combs question. Now, Jackie Combs, interesting. So he calls on one reporter, one reporter only, and she is a reporter. And it, it, he's, he pronounces it Combs, and it took me a while to find out who he's talking about. So the New York Times got uh, got the one. Gee, oh, figure, how does that work? Of all the people in the room, the New York Times gets to ask the question. And listen specifically to how she phrases her question uh, for the newspaper of record, I would have to say quite shameful.
4: Uh, Mr. President, could you please react to the reports of uh, secret government surveillance of phones and Internet? Can you also assure Americans that the government, your government, doesn't have some massive secret database of all their personal online information and activities? Yeah. I-
2: is she reporting for a high school newspaper? Wow, I mean, that's bad. can you also assure the American people that you don't? I mean, is this leading the witness, or, or or how does that qualify as an actual question? Can you assure the American people that you don't have some massive database that you're spying on? All you have to do is say no. That was that was whoa, New York Times, huh? Uh, okay, uh, now let's uh, go into. Uh, I have to say it, it always happens with this guy, but here we go. People, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when I came
5: uh into this office, uh, I made two commitments that are more important than any commitment I make.
2: Okay, do we need to uh, play his oath again, John? Is it is it that time where uh, we I think so, yes. Uh, uh okay. I actually uh I was I did <laughs> I forgot to put that in my uh uh hold on, I'll, I'll have it in 2 seconds. Damn. So the two things that uh he promised, uh, you would expect it would be equal to the oath that he took when he was sworn in on his uh, inauguration day and uh, right so that's not gonna happen i don't have it for you now
5: number one to keep the american people safe
2: what that's the number one thing that's not that
5: that's not what it says i barack hussein obama do solemnly swear that i will faithfully execute that i will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. The office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability. And will, to the best of my ability. Preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend.
2: The, con- the American people. Constitution no.
5: of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help you God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. Okay, so, so hold on. I've made two commitments that are more important than any commitment I make. Number one, to keep the American people safe. And number two... Uh, to uphold the Constitution,
2: <laughs> he forgets a couple things there. Uh, how about what happened to protect and defend? He, does he think he just has to hold it <laughs> up in the air, <laughs> just like I just put it, every night I uphold that thing like this? I just put it up there in the air? No, Mr. President. Nowhere in the Constitution or in uh, Article Two does it state that you have to defend and protect the American people. Uh, you can um, appoint. You can you can do meetings. Meetings with you are the. Um, uh, the commander-in-chief, which means you do, you get to uh, do meetings, okay? Unless you want to get on, like, a horse and go out there and be in front with a saber, then, you know, then I'll give you a little slack. I'll cut you some slack on that. But no. No. You, that is not your job. The American people defend the American people. Am I correct, John? You are the constitutional lawyer. In, uh, in Absolutely.
5: Okay. And that includes uh, what I consider to be uh,
2: a constitutional right to privacy. Uh, and no, no, no! You see, it's it's not really a constitutional right to privacy. It's a con. You already have the right to privacy. Uh, the government is not allowed to encroach that right. This is. I find it very, very disturbing that the constitutional law professor, uh, President Obama, continuously propagates this meme. This is disturbing. An observance of civil liberties. Now,
5: the programs that all it-
2: right so. Um, so he's full of just nothing but slippery stuff in this. Uh, it, to me, this was just comedy gold, this this whole speech. It was 15 minutes, and I just broke it down little 30-second bits. So this is about the, uh, and this is we're getting into prism, John, and I do want to hear what you're thinking about. Um, so he said, it, the words matter with this guy. We know this. So let's listen to his exact words. When it comes to telephone calls. Nobody is listening to your telephone calls. I think he's telling the truth here. However, what he's saying is no one's listening to him. He didn't say they're not being recorded to get listened to later.
0: Yeah, no, that's what's going on. Exactly. This whole thing has been an exercise in obfuscation. You know, the, oh, there's no direct connection. There's no, there's all these, you know, these key buzzwords that have been used yep. to defend them. Yep. You know, this is out of, out of control.
2: Well, it gets a little better when, and I thought this, to me, where he uses the, the very same reporter, Jackie Combs, as an example. And I felt if, if he were talking to me this way, I'd be like, are you threatening me? Anybody in government wanted to go further than just that
5: top line data. And wanted to, for example, listen to Jackie Calm's phone call. So
2: that could happen, Jackie. They'd have to go yeah, back it to. Mike nodded
1: at you, Jackie.
2: <laughs> a federal judge. I don't think I like the way you asked that question, Jackie. I don't know. So here it is. Uh, we all know what uh, Ben. I think it was Benjamin Franklin. Uh, I'll paraphrase. I have uh, There's multiple versions of his quote. But uh, Benjamin Franklin, one of the great statesmen in America and a guy who flew a kite in a lightning storm, uh, said. Uh, if you f- And those who trade uh, security for privacy, or privacy for security, really deserve neither. And our president, uh, what he said here uh, really just blew me
5: away. I specifically said that one of the things that we're going to have to discuss and debate is how are we striking this balance between the need to keep the American
2: people safe... The- Which is not a need, I guess, or maybe it is, in the nanny state. And uh, our concerns about privacy. Uh Our concerns about privacy, John. It's just a concern. Because there are some trade-offs involved. No, no, there's no trade-off. There shouldn't be any trade-offs. I welcome this debate. Uh Oh, Uh -oh, bull. Oh, wait.
5: Uh, And... Uh, I, I think it's healthy for our, our democracy. I think it's. A,
6: <laughs>
2: that's what got me. It, this is healthy for our democracy, John. Trading uh, privacy for security is healthy. Sign of maturity. It's, oh, it's a sign of maturity. <laughs> it was
5: probably five years ago, six years ago, we might not have been having this debate. And and I think it's interesting that there's some folks on the left, but also some folks on the right who are now worried about it, who hmm. weren't very uh, worried about it. When it was a Republican president. Oh, I think that's good. But that's good. Yes. That we're having this discussion. <laughs> but I think it's important for everybody to understand,
2: and I think the American people understand. Oh, oh hold on a second. That's us, John. Citizen A, Citizen B. Do we, it, 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 we think what? That there are some trade offs involved. Yes, I understand there's trade offs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Who? No? I
5: came in. With a healthy skepticism about uh, these programs.
2: No, I think you came in actually with some promises about getting rid of these programs.
5: My team evaluated them. We scrubbed them thoroughly. We actually
2: expanded. What does that mean, we scrubbed them?
4: I
5: mean. No, no,
0: most of my clips have got stuff like this in them. Somebody using a word, a screwball word. It's like, why are they doing this? Yeah, go on. Oversight.
5: Increase some of the safeguards.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: But my assessment and my team's assessment uh, was that they help us prevent terrorist
2: attacks. And by the way, this is something that um, CEOs do a lot when, um, when they want to convince people of bullcrap. They'll talk about the team. You know, you, you've probably heard this, John in a company meeting. Well, my team, you know, the team. Like, hey, it's the team, man. It's not just me. It's the team. The whole team's behind me. We didn't elect you, team, okay? We elected you, not the team. So, of weird words, this was... And, of course, I had to look this one up. But this is a term when you're talking about breaking the law, essentially, or breaking um, the constitutional law. To use this term specifically was mind-boggling. And the modest uh,
5: encroachments
2: <laughs> okay let's look at some analogies of the term modest encroachment uh do you have any john uh no but i'm sure you do no i I just have one i just have one like don't worry baby it's only the tip it's- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. that's a that is a a good analogy of modest
5: encroachment on Privacy that are involved in
2: getting... How do you how have a modest encroachment on privacy? Definition of encroach. Uh, from, uh, I think this is Merriam-Webster, that'll suffice. Encroach to enter by gradual steps or by stealth into the possessions or rights of another. But only modestly. So, he is admitting to a crime.
0: No, no well, yeah, that's true, but... and. and- the way, if you look at the overall possibilities of encroachment on privacy, this would be just that, just a modest, because it's only tapping your phones and listening to your calls. There's no mics in your house. There's no <laughs> guy following you around. They're not taking pictures when you leave your house. Every one of these, as, as one, one whole unit. I could go on and on and on and they don't they're not coming in and checking your underwear. They're not people aren't barreling into the house to, you know, just to sit with you at dinner. It's so modest. there's all these possibilities
2: that they're not doing. It's modest. Yes. It's very so, modest. So
0: this only this one little thing right. which is tapping your phone and listening in. No, 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 uh, no, 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 not recording, not listening,
2: not listening, not listening, No, they're not listening yet. No. Um but it is an it is an encroachment. So he is in fact admitting to breaking constitutional law. I mean, it, that it, it, if you take the words by their definition,
5: phone numbers or duration without a name attached and not looking at content uh,
2: that yet. Yet, not looking at. Con- no, you don't look at a phone call. You listen to a phone call or it's transcribed. Maybe that's what he means, that we're not looking at the transcription of it yet. Yet on
5: uh, you know, net. Uh, it was worth us doing. Now, so, <laughs> it was worth doing. Uh, Why some was other it
0: was worth doing. He didn't accomplish it. Oh, it's worth well, Oh, no, it.
5: hold on, oh, hold on. Worth us doing. Now, so, uh, some other folks may have a different assessment of that.
2: All Thanks. folks who have
5: a different assessment, raise your hand without talking. But I think it's important to r- recognize that uh, you can't have 100% security <laughs> and also then have 100% privacy and zero inconvenience. That's perfect.
2: Benjamin Franklin just threw up. Just went, oh, dude, I don't know what happened. I just puked all over myself in my grave. Uh, you know, they, 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 we're, we're going to have to make some choices uh, as a society. Uh, uh, make some choices as a society. So he's done. And remember, he was only going to answer one question. And if you watch the video, he leaves the stage, but he has forgotten to address the whole, the whole. Reason behind this coming out the leak, so some dude just yells out, "Oh,
1: the charm the the leaks, the leaks, the leaks!"
2: And and you know how the president has been when people yell stuff out, and he says, "I'm going to do one question and one question only." He keeps walking. He just leaves. He doesn't come back. And he 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 went. You can see him go. Oh crap! And he goes back, and he's just like, "Yeah, um." thank Thank you, guys. Thank you." you Oh shit. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, whoa. I don't I don't welcome leaks. He forgot to mention this. This is so they have a souffleur sitting the in reporter
0: The reporter was a, was a botched this. He should have let him go.
2: But this wasn't even a reporter. I I think this was just one of the dudes. Oh, it was a staffer. Yes, a souffleur. Isn't that what it's called? Someone who sits in a little box on stage when you forget your <laughs> lines, a souffleur
0: maybe. Yeah, I think because this is really, under the stage with a, with a little a, trap as door. You see his head. <laughs>
2: He's a little trap door opens no, you up. you don't say that. <laughs> What's my line?
5: What's
6: my line?
2: It, it, it would be funny if 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 Obama just said, "Oh, guys, I'm up. What's my line?"
5: That would be funny. Uh, because uh, there's a reason why these programs are classified. No. Yeah. Um you know, I think I think that there's a, a suggestion that somehow uh, any classified program is uh, a quote unquote secret program, which is yeah. secret. Yeah. Somehow suspicious. Yes. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is.
2: <laughs> well, yes, fact of the matter, if you are the most transparent government in history, yes, that's suspicious.
5: In our modern history, there are a whole range of programs that have been classified because when it comes to, for example, Fighting terror. Oh, the terror. I mean, he almost
2: is saying terror like so George Bush now. so funny is
0: that he's talking about those leaked documents that got on the net, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The, the, the five slides of a probably a 20 Well, they didn't
2: exactly just get on the net. Yeah, but that's what he's talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah, they were planted
0: yeah. or whatever, but, yeah. but it says top secret at the bottom. Yeah. And it has all this other crap on there, which none of it's really – I don't see it. it. was secret at all, and I think we've known about this for a long time. Anyway, we go on. Play play
2: some more of them.
5: Play oh. them out. Yeah. <laughs> Our goal I'm is to stop done. folks from doing
2: us harm. Folks, and if wait a minute, if the folks are handing you the script and its folks are doing you harm, who are the folks? You know, at a certain point, you can't. You got to stop saying they, and you got to identify. You can't just say folks,
5: folks. Every step that we're taking to try to prevent a Q on the F, a terrorist act, uh, is on the front page of the newspapers or on television. Then presumably, the people who are trying to do us harm uh, are going to be able to get around our preventive measures oh, oh that's why these things are classified <laughs> but hmm. that's also why one
0: measure that was even listed on there it was just a it was just a blowout of when these guys started doing
5: deals with google
2: exactly now uh let's uh, wind it up as we play them out and people can't trust
5: not only the executive branch but also don't trust congress and don't trust Uh, federal judges. Uh, Let me see. How are we doing? Uh, Three for three, I think. I I, I think he nailed him. To make sure that we're abiding by the Constitution,
2: due process, and rule of law, then we're going to have some problems. Yes, exactly. We have a problem. We don't trust the executive office or Congress or the federal judges. I think we have plenty of reason to distrust. Um, But my observation
5: is, is that the people who are involved in America's national security... Wow. They take this work very seriously. Yeah, they're not going to screw you. They cherish our Constitution.
2: Uh, uh, and they actually know what it what's in there. The
5: last thing they'd be doing is taking programs like this to
2: listen to somebody's phone calls. Now, do you hear how his voice, like he's almost laughing? Because this, I, I had to listen to this several times. Where he said the last thing these people want to do is listen
6: to someone's phone calls.
2: Listen. Listen to somebody's phone calls. What is that all about?
0: Listen I have to somebody's no idea. phone calls. I don't know why I even did this press conference.
2: It just seems like a bonehead move. And uh, so, of course, finally, the uh, his, his his last statement is uh, is obviously the zinger.
5: And if people can't trust not only the executive branch, oh, we already did but that also one. don't trust Congress.
2: Yeah, we already did that one. So, yeah, so we can't trust the government and... Uh, and I just found this, you're right, this whole press conference to be weird, ill thought out, um, the fact that I guess they were still making changes to his remarks or something, this isn't just something that gets forgotten. I'm pretty sure someone was changing something or adding something or. Well, it's
0: probably, I, I would, uh, li- I listened to the, uh, the twerp come out and uh, when she's, Took her. Uh, thank you for putting me in the head of national security, and I listened to the way <laughs> she speaks. She you mean
2: speaks. Susan Rice? I, I took me a second. You're <laughs> we talking the twerp.
6: <laughs> okay. Yes. Susan she Rice.
2: talks like
0: this mm-hmm. when she talks to people. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah. So so she came out and I have It was it's a long talk she gave but she took forever to get her words out and it's always this kind of stilted weird type of communication that's herky jerk and she threw a couple of weird terms in there too I mean play this thing and 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 then I, I think she was I believe as the new honcho she's the one who was supposed to have the remarks ready I'll bet
3: Mr. President thank you so much I'm deeply honored and humbled to serve our country as your national security advisor. I'm proud to have worked so closely with you for more than six years, and I'm deeply grateful for your enduring confidence in me. As you've outlined, we have vital opportunities to seize and ongoing challenges to confront. We have much still to accomplish on behalf of the American people. And I look forward to continuing to serve on your national security team to keep our nation strong and safe. Tom, it's been a real honor to work with you. You have led with great dedication, smarts, and skill. And you leave a legacy (laughs) of enormous accomplishment <laughs> all of us around the principal's table will miss you and i wish you and kathy and your family all the very best
0: i am borg okay so she yeah she sounds like a robot so she says you guys got smarts which yeah, seems smarts. kind of demeaning if you ask well, me this is a, we, and we, what's we, this
2: principal's table it's the uh, yeah it's the grown-up table that's what it is that, you, that, that's a very good catch uh, can I interrupt for one second? chat's chat room- over. No, the cha- <laughs> but the chat room is pointing something out that we missed something what the president said here. And if people yeah. can't trust... He says, if people can't trust the executive branch and don't trust Congress... And if people can't trust not only the executive branch,
5: but also don't trust Congress...
2: That's interesting. Well, that's so a good catch.
0: they can't trust and they don't trust.
2: Yeah, a yeah, good catch. I like that. Yeah, yeah I don't
0: know what, quite what it means, but... It's well, he, well it, interesting. It, he would do
2: it. He's saying you can't trust me. That's. I think that is subliminal. If people can't trust me, because well, I, I
0: don't think you can trust no, him.
2: No. Well, so I've been laughing so, so hard at the Obama bots of just freaking out about this. I mean, just like totally, totally freaking out.
0: Yeah. Like, no. And which is weird because this is not anything. Let me tell a an anecdote. This is nothing new, what they did. And and I wrote a column last Thursday's PC Magazine, you should read, people should read, which is called uh, uh, Your Telecom Provider is the Enemy. I don't think that was my title. But anyway, that... uh, (laughs) No, it's not a snappy
2: Dvorak title, no.
0: No, they... I don't know why. They... uh, we know a couple of things, and we've known a couple of things. That grabbing metadata is nothing new. That I was shown in the early 1990s when I was in London with the PC Magazine UK. Uh, Interpol gave us a lecture on this, and they showed how you can use metadata to, to develop personal networks. So you could, and they showed an example of an Italian crime family, and they had all these. They had all the same thing that they, they collected here: just phone who you called, how long the call was for. And so you could put all these numbers together, and then they ha- had a, a, a network analysis map, and they could figure out who the boss of the crime family was based on the way things fell, you know, fell. And that's essentially all that's been going on. And and this is like not a big shocker to anybody who keeps up with this that we're that we've been doing this. The more interesting thing, and I pointed out in the ca- in the uh, column, is what the big picture is, which is what you mentioned earlier, which is the recording of every call constantly and then storing them in these huge database at warehouses that they're building around the country. Mostly, I think that monster in Utah, Colorado's got one.
2: So what, what's what's uh, fascinating to me, though, is that I guess even like Leo Laporte posted this whole thing on, uh, on his Google Plus page where he's just outraged, and like, I gave you thousands of dollars, and you're lying, and <laughs> and, and he, he, of all people,
0: well, He's he, bitching at Obama for...
2: Yes, but of all people, he should know what goes on in the technology world. And, let me just play two quick clips, because it's so funny to see people like Chunk over there at, uh, where's he now, at Current TV, who is, without a doubt, um, he's always been pro Obama. He's, he's, he tries to be fair, but he's done a lot of Really, a lot of defending of the president, and he certainly is more left than right. He was incensed.
8: Well, that's not who we're supposed to be, but that's exactly who Barack Obama
6: is. That's who he is. It would change. He was look, look. People sometimes say, "Oh no, no, no. He he never promised not to spy on you." Yes, he did. He promised it
1: right there in the O. A. campaign. So, like, this is supposed to be a big faux pas. Like, oh
6: no, don't do it. He lied. It's not subtle. He said there will be no spying on citizens who are not suspected of a crime. He lied. <laughs> there, there is spying on all of us, and we are not suspected of a crime. Barack Obama is a liar. Can I make it clear?
3: Like, that's like
8: a
2: big thing to say. Oh, my God, oh, wow.
8: He just co- hands <laughs> up. So,
0: oh, now, like, this is funny because nobody spoke about the Gitmo thing. In fact, no. I have a clip that combines two of these things. Okay. <laughs> which is the Gitmo thing? Which is which? By the way, I, I want to mention, but uh, they got a guy from the National Review on Bill Maher's crappy show, and I'm gonna when I play in my second clip from Bill Maher, then you know why I said crappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the Guantanamo clip. This is Bill Maher in Guantanamo. So you get the National uh, Review guy talks about that. This shouldn't be news to anybody. And then he mentions a few things, and then and then Marr cuts it off with this weird snide ending.
5: In fact, this sort of dragnet approach to these sorts of things goes back a long, long time. We had it in the 1990s, uh, possibly really? even earlier than that. Oh, yeah, some really? surveillance of the uh, surveillance of computer networks, uh, phone records, things like that. These in the 90s?
1: Of, yeah. Uh, uh, before 9-11, we had <laughs> a number of programs
5: like this already going on. It wasn't talked about as much uh, at the time, but they're not exactly new things. You know, you've got a lot of people on the right that are really taking advantage of it. There's... Uh, uh, an element of selective outrage, I think there, <laughs> but it's also the fact that you did have a guy who campaigned for president saying, "I won't tap your phones. I'm going to get rid of the stuff in the Patriot Act we don't like. I'm going to close down Guantanamo Bay and all the rest of that stuff." He's taken the George W. Bush football and run with it, and I think well, it's he fair. He tried to-, to close Guantanamo Bay. Congress wouldn't let him. So let's not spread bullshit right away. <laughs>
2: ah, okay.
0: Oh, wait, you, you're telling me that when he got into office and had owned the Senate and owned the House of Representatives and had the executive branch, <laughs> yeah. he tried to close yeah, yeah, Guantanamo Bay, but, yeah, obey, but yeah,
2: Congress, yeah, but John, but John all Democrats, wouldn't yeah. let him? If you wrote a million-dollar check, wouldn't you be pissed off now, too, and wouldn't you be, like, trying to say anything to defend <laughs> that money that you gave? Yeah. It wasn't his fault, man. I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb with my money. All right, did we play this other thing here?
0: No, no, don't play that. Yeah, okay.
7: I'll
2: play that. Right. Well, can I play you then uh, to Chris Matthews just, just because he's funny, not because people watch him anymore. He can't do anything but to take it to race all the time. He always has to say it's, you know, they don't want the, the black man in the White House. But he, I mean, of all the things you can say as a, as a person on a news channel. The things that Chris Matthews says is, is just ludicrous. Not any
6: scandal. Peter, again to you, why do they get the idea, if it isn't ethnic, and I'll just leave the possibility that it's not, why do they just assume evil, on the part of Obama. I mean, he's raised his li- his whole life has been crystal clear and clean as a whistle and transparent. We know his whole life through all the great excellent education he's had, the good part working through the pro bono work he's done throughout his life. He's never been a money grubber. He's never done anything wrong in his life, legally, ethically, whatever. His family is picture perfect. The way Hold on, Obama. hold on. I gotta stop. I gotta
2: stop. Hold on. We don't, his, his school records are sealed. He's yeah, an, he's can't, a, it,
0: there's no evidence he ever went to Colombia.
2: He's, he's admitted to breaking the law by smoking weed and snorting coke. <laughs> he's lied about his, uh, uh, or at least Orange. there was, about it, well, well yeah, I, in his book, yeah, there was born it was in Kenya. Kenya. So this, you know, there's definitely smudges. Everybody has smudges, to say the least, but to but say not he's according
6: to Chris. clean as a whistle. Anything wrong in his life, legally, ethically, whatever. His family is picture perfect, the way he's raised those daughters. the, the mar- Everything is clean as a whistle. And yet <laughs> they just refer to him as evil. They just refer to him as the... El- I just got to believe it's ethnic with these people. They just got a problem with this ethnic. guy being present. Ethnic. Well, is ethnic. there any other evidence to justify why they keep calling him a bad man? Yeah, he's a bad man. Clean as a whistle.
0: He should talk to Ch- Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> liar, liar,
2: liar. But, but and, and um, so Miss Mickey called. um So he's
0: the last holdout amongst the lefties. Oh, I mean, even Democracy Now is all over this guy.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Did you? Did you so have Chris
0: is the last holdout because he was the first guy who said, "Ooh, it makes my I feel the tingling
2: up my leg." <laughs> <That's> what he <laughs> said? Yeah, of course I remember. He loved the man so much. Um got a man crush. Miss Mickey, uh, I called, uh, spoke to her um, Friday or Saturday and anyway. And uh, so she told me what's going on. I said, you know, people are freaking out here. She says, "Well, what?" And so I told her the story about, you know, cuz that really hasn't it's only now starting to really pop in the in the press where We have a culture here in America where people... Yeah, you're seeing it. I'm getting messages from people saying, man, you were right. The guy's the same. And, of course, Huffington Post literally took a picture that was one of our album art pieces of work and put under it George W. Obama. I mean, literally took what we used, God, two years ago maybe? I'm sure they just did a Google search with images and it came up with it and there it was. And so you're seeing the... Um, really, truly, the Obama boss just freaking out. And so I, I tell Mickey this, and she says, oh, this is fantastic. I'm like, what do you mean? Like she says, no, this is great, because now people are, this is going to be great for the show. People are going to wake up. They're starting to figure things out. I said, well, that's a very positive way of looking at it. I I, I think that's great. And I subsequently went, okay, I've got to find out what's really going on, because this cannot, this cannot be the truth. This cannot no. be happening. I have, I think, I've, I have a theory. If you well, will. let
0: me finish with what I was discussing earlier, which was sure. this column I wrote, which discussed the, you know, we already knew about this this network analysis thing. It's been going on. Like this guy said, the '90s, which seemed to have stunned Bill Mars, and I've I've seen the the demo in the '90s, mm-hmm. and uh, but what's going on now is this collection of, and it, you have to listen to the end of this this thesis. The collection of all phone calls all the time. Into this, and like Obama says, nobody's listening. They're just collecting, and and I think this is genius, by the way. And I point this out in the column. The idea will be in the future that if they are going to subpoena your phone records, they will subpoena your old calls. Of course, they got them. Yeah, they'll pull out the whole file of everything you've talked about since two thousand two, and they'll listen to it. After they get the court order, but yep. meanwhile it's already there, and the it's already there, ready to be looked at if you get a warrant. So well, they're going to stick with the law. But yep. here's and here's what I think the genius is, and I, I think the argument is this: if I if somebody gets a a warrant to come into my house to look for evidence that I've you know done something, they can only they can
2: only look at for that one piece of evidence they can only according to look for the that constitution. Thing, but
0: they are looking for stuff that indicates something I already did so it's actually looking into the past when they come into my house that's the argument they're going to use for these phone calls all we're doing is doing what we do with any other kind of warrant we're looking in the past Mm. we couldn't do that before we could get a wiretap and we could start listening to you wait a minute wait a minute here we go let's
2: let's look into the past let's look into the past
0: (laughs) Ah. so you could go and you grab I grab all of Adam Curry's Old phone calls that they've been stored and they're safe. Nobody's yeah. been listening to it. But now with the court order, I can't. And I'm doing the same thing I w- I would be doing if I went into your house. I'm looking for stuff that relates to a past thing. That's exactly what this is. And they're going to get away with this. Everybody's calls are going to be recorded forever. Yes, it's safe. It's going to be there. It's not going to be you know listened to, but casually. Although that could happen. By the way, so, you know, can't overlook that possibility.
2: This but, is the. This is the. Um you'll hear this now because I noticed this as well. You will hear people talking about getting a court order to go and listen to them, not to listen to wire. It's the, the the word is no longer wiretap. It's go and listen to your calls. And I think you're spot on with this, that everything has been recorded and they will go back and, and, and they will then subsequently have everything. And my God, what a, what a, what what a bunch of evidence do you have then? That's yeah. And I would call
0: this a reverse wire. Ooh. But
2: it's a post crime.
0: <laughs> it's a post crime, and you use a reverse wire. Uh, it's it just, it's just genius, yeah, you're right, you're and right. nobody's talking about this. All they're talking about is this, you know, which is funny because they can't seem to defend themselves against this thing that's been going on since the ninety, which nineties, which is just getting me- metadata from the phone companies. And I think, by the way, getting the emails, which they're doing the same thing with from Google and all these email providers, they're storing all that stuff, too. And that would be part when you get a warrant. You also grab all that old email that you've done on your Gmail. This is why you should have your own mail server, by the
2: way. Yeah, which I think I've had for the past five years. Exactly. Would you like to hear my theory, what I've what I've. Uncovered what I've come up with here on this because of it, there's a lot of loose ends. First, you almost
0: got the clip of the day for the Chris Matthews. Stuff, <laughs>
2: it, 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 I want it to be some for something of value, not just a throwaway. <laughs> some lame guy. <laughs> this guy's terrible. Let's thank our uh, producers first. I think we have a very short list. Uh, we do have well, a long well, list yeah. of being Swazzle Enough Day, of course. So we'll we'll get into that in a moment. We have
0: actually, almost everybody was a uh, was a we, 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 we broke the record. We'll do that. Get to that yeah. later. Yeah. But uh, right now, let's take a look at, uh, as I open it, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, okay, we have, uh, I don't know why it always opens in this funny way, halfway down. We have uh, one executive producer and one uh, associate executive producer for show 520, no 520 club members, Sir Craig of Manamana, Manamana, (laughs) in the UK, Dorothy and Lillian, (laughs) He addresses us. Finally, I found the comment box for my PayPal comment. finally found it. Okay. And the irony is I have nothing to say (laughs) except to request some job karma and a dash of travel karma on the side for my upcoming holiday.
2: Absolutely, Sir Craig of Menomina. Thank you very much. From Dorothy and Lillian. You've got (laughs) karma. Thank you for addressing us properly by our proper names, Dorothy and Lillian.
0: (laughs) And then we have uh, Henry Reese of Nagoya, Japan. I thought sent me a note I don't recall an email, so maybe no no, it came in the uh the P.O. Came in box? The mail mm, okay well, i'm sorry uh no that's man. not
2: that's not sufficient
0: two sixty six sixty I have to go downstairs and dig around, but i oh, you need to I brought the notes up, but I don't see his. when you
2: come to school, you need to come prepared, maybe this is it, no, this isn't it I mean you know, the dog ate your homework? oh, wait a minute, uh-huh, so yeah I'm not giving up that easy,
0: oh okay. No, the, the hold on a second.
2: Mm-hmm. Holding on, well, I'm holding on. I'm still holding on. Maybe I'll play some Harry Reid while we're holding on.
7: Right now, I think we should every just everyone should just calm down and understand this isn't anything that is brand new. It's been going on for some seven years, and we've tried. Um, often to try to make it better and work,
2: we'll continue to do that. Calm down, slaves. Resume normal activities, says Harry Reid. What did he even say? He said calm okay, down. Okay, so down. Uh, uh,
0: I was looking at last week's notes that I brought to this desk. Make a Sunday donation. I don't like the short list of producers. I'm uh, donating 26667 to get me halfway to knighthood. Dear John and Adam, Henry Reid's from Gitmo Nation teetering.
2: Teetering? Yeah, teetering. Hmm.
0: As in ready to collapse, Ready to I collapse, guess.
2: yeah, I guess. On the edge, very nice.
0: Living here on a broken income in Nagoya, Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, Adam, <laughs> yes. stop with the Joe Biden president routine. Why? I don't
2: know. He doesn't say why. And um, may I point Maybe out. Maybe it's scaring him. May I point out that a number of people uh, sent in and said, here's what happened with Gerald Ford. Uh, Gerald Ford became uh, president, was never elected. And what happened is so uh, Spiro Agnew uh, had to leave uh, because he was caught cheating uh, or taking a bribe. And then President Nixon uh, said, oh, you know what? Why don't I bring in this guy, Gerald Ford? Then Nixon got impeached or he you know, left during his impeachment. Gerald Ford became president. First time, a man became president who was not elected for any office. So my theory could actually... I thought Gerald Ford was a senator or
0: something somewhere.
2: He was... Mm, yeah, no. book of knowledge. Yeah, well, let me see.
1: I have... I, I
2: actually did look it up. And uh, here we go. Uh, oh, it's so hard to read the book of knowledge. Uh, but a lot of... A, a number of people uh, sent this to me. I don't think he was, uh, Darling. See, on October 10th, Agnew resigned, pleaded no contest to criminal charges. House of
0: Representatives. Okay. He was a House member from 49 to
2: 73. Long haul okay. in the
0: House. Right. But he, was, he was not, was a, but, he,
2: but he, but he, but he, the point is, he was not elected to the executive office and certainly no, not elected no. to be
0: president. No, it was a fluke. But you said he was never elected to an executive, any, anything. I'm sorry.
2: Right. Well, maybe he was Boy Scout leader. No, oh, it's in the 70s. He was still in the house. He was pulled from the house. But what's interesting is uh, House Speaker Carl Albert said we gave Nixon no choice but Ford. So you know, you can smell, you can smell it, some kind of setup there. And of course, he was a, a, a boob.
0: Yeah, actually, he was considered really a good uh, House member, oh. not a boob at all. Well, anyway, let's get I back remember. to the letter yes. from our friend in yes. Japan, please. Uh, John, I also heard stories of candles burning down many fine old houses during my hippie days in Eugene and Portland.
7: Okay. Yeah. They
0: need some karma, a de-douching, and a noodle guy.
2: A noodle guy? Wow. Yeah, the noodle guy. The noodle, the whole noodle kid clip? Yeah, I, I'm always game for it. <laughs> okay, uh, you caught me off guard here, you know. Let me see, where's the, I have a noodle laugh. Uh, I think I have that. Let me see what this. is. I don't know. I don't think I do. I have the do I have the noodle? Hell is that? I don't know. I'm look. I'm you're catching me off guard with this. You're like, oh, now we need the noodle guy. I don't want to do the karma and the de-douching first. I mean de-douche first. Ugh. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. I didn't know you, there was, there was no... Uh, no we, we'll give him
0: the noodle guy when you find it.
2: I, f- I, anyway. I, I feel bad, I don't have the noodle kid ready.
0: Yeah, I always thought it was at the ready. <laughs> uh, so anyway, those are executive and associate executive producers for show uh, four, 520... Uh, and by and I want to thank them and remind people that we do have a show coming up on Thursday, and we need uh, continued support, dvorak.org
2: slash N-A. Yes, indeed. Here's your noodles, kid.
4: Well, like I described earlier, there are two fundamental classes that are just a plain fact in society. You either work for someone else or you work for yourself, and most people work for someone else in a way that they aren't free. Um, You don't really get to decide your work. For example, I work at Noodles, a restaurant, and basically it's a dictatorship there. Um, We're told exactly what we're going to cook, how we're going to cook it, what time we're going to get there. And basically, if they don't like what they're doing, they try to tell us what to do. If we don't listen, they get rid of us. And so we don't, we're not able to actually cooperate in a way that we make decisions together. I try to convince my, my fellow employees that we should have a union at Noodles, So it's a source of power to, to start with. And then I think in terms of the bigger picture, when you look at revolutions, the way that you actually get rid of any sort of dictatorship um, is by having workers take control of the place where they work. Would your plan, your vision for noodles, sure? would it include the owner? What capacity Me, would he be granted? The owner, if the owner wanted to cooperate with us as an equal and provide his skills that he had... We would definitely cooperate with him. We'd have to abdicate his position as being an owner and controller of us, and he would have to recognize that we we run noodles together. And basically, if he doesn't want to cooperate
2: with us, he's against us. There you go. <laughs> the owner's
7: against
0: us.
2: <laughs> they make it, they tell us what we have to cook, man, and if we and don't, they tell us what do, time to come in. Yeah, this is bad. This is dictator, dictator. Oh man. Uh, well, there you go. Once in a while, you got to bring the noodle kid out and eat. Noodle kid, we need to bring him in once yeah. every six months. Yeah, we have got to do it. It's uh, like clockwork. It always it just picks me up and it gives me a little boost. Uh, so, so uh, well, hold uh, on. Let me uh, let me do the whole uh, Dvorak.org. dot org. Slash N-A. And let me say in the morning to you, John C. DeVore Well, in
0: the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships and sea boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the dames and knights out
2: there. And to our artist, thank you very much, Joshua Pettigrew, who uh, created the art for episode 519er. Highly appreciated. Noagendaartgenerator.com is where you can find more information. And already playing a role in today's show, thank you very much to the chat room, Noagenda... Uh, chat.net, noagendastream.com. Did I get that the right way around? I'm not sure. And you out there, please continue to propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out,
6: we hit people in the mouth. <laughs> <Mew>. Water.
3: Water. <laughs>
0: I think that's an evergreen,
2: <laughs> the, whatever it is. With the noodles laugh. <laughs> laughing. It's in the evergreen box. That's why I grabbed it. It's, I don't know what it is. So so a friend of mine in uh, the you UK. Said so. You said so. And we got to stop saying Thank so. You. Thank yeah. you. Yep. I, I appreciate I've said that. it four times myself this morning, and it's bugging the shit out of me.
0: I haven't heard it mm-hmm. but I should be paying careful, more careful attention to catch yes. you doing it. Go ahead. Yes, we're trying to for everyone listening we're trying to
2: eliminate the use of the word so. There's some other words and uh, Eva, yes, awesome, amazing.
0: Amazing, amazing and, uh, is out. And any
2: and any who is also off the list. <laughs> well, I,
0: I, that was uh, <laughs> that was never on the list. That was
2: the, I, I'm telling you they were scrambling my brains. I know they were scrambling my brains. Can I can I give you my theory, or do you want to talk about your UK guy? It, it, it could be a lead-in.
0: I just want to mention that we have a friend of mine, actually, uh, Teresa Holcomb, is married to a famous uh, harmonica player. Who must he'll cringe as he hears me. Um, and I got them into the show because Teresa came out to visit with Mimi. They're all down here partying. Mm-hmm. And so, partying? Uh, wait, wait a minute! You're partying? Well, I wasn't I was doing working on the show? What
2: kind of party they're doing?
0: They're out floating around. I have no idea. Hanging out with comics. <laughs> oh, Teresa's a comic, uh, and and Mimi used to produce it. So anyway, s- s- I said so again. Yep, I, I caught it the second time. Yeah,
2: that's all right. It's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard.
0: It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that Obama was saying the fact of the matter, the fact of the matter, the fact of the matter. Right. We've broken ourselves of that horrible yes. habit. So, ah, I did it again. Anyway. <laughs> Uh,
2: Just don't tra- – okay. it, it, it's hard. It's hard. I know Teresa, it's
0: hard. Teresa said that that Mitt was a conspiracy – turning into a conspiracy nut, UK style. Who's a Mitt? So Is said, it her it, husband, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I said, well, you've got to get him to listen to the No Agenda show. Right. She got him to listen to the show, and he says he can't understand a word we're talking. He, he and I was listening to our the way we did the opening, and we started to talk about our producers and the douchebags and all the rest. <laughs> and I realized that we're so way ahead of a new yeah. listener. Yeah. It's really problematic. I, Bollocks! I said... You've got to uh, read the no the no agenda page in the Wikipedia, and
2: maybe that would help.
3: It's tea time, everybody.
2: Maybe he understands that. <laughs> or this is my favorite. This is a fact. Yeah, there you go, fact. So he couldn't understand any of it, and I said so. He could not understand any of. Did he give up? Did he did he get into it at a certain point? You well, you do understand the what's showed. going on. The so thirst. he hasn't given up yet. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's try this on him. Maybe this will work.
1: I'm 11, and even I
4: can spot a douchebag.
2: His, his daughter seems to understand it. That's his daughter? Yeah. yeah cool. I like it. <laughs> That's a good jingle, by the way. <laughs> I like that one a lot. All right. After After the conversation with Miss Mickey, I'm thinking, I have to think like no agenda. And it's been very good being completely isolated because the path I went down, I don't think I. W- if I had been distracted by anything I might not have figured out a few interesting points in this whole prism affair. The main thing, as a no agenda producer and I put myself in the in the listeners chair and our listeners are producers it was all a little too easy. You know what I mean? It's just, I felt the same way. Okay. It,
0: it looked rigged.
2: Yeah, a little rigged
0: and I'm like, at least and, and here's another thing when you're doing these, slides, why at the bottom of that of these slides it says "top secret"? And let's and I face found it, that to
2: be a little weird. Let's face it, they need some templates or something. The powerpoints are horrendous. If you're, running, if you're horrendous. doing a PowerPoint
0: presentation, generally speaking, especially to a larger group, would you put all that crap at the bottom? I don't think so. I think that was just so, so, distracting. So, okay, so response.
2: you had the same feeling I had, and. The journey really started for me with an interview on a podcast. Um, uh, oh, I feel stupid now I forgot the name of the podcast well the the guy who was being interviewed is Ray McGovern, and Ray McGovern was an analyst for the CIA during the uh, Kennedy administration. and you know, he's a blog and he he's a blogger now, essentially. He's retired, and he's on the program because he wrote this article called Doubting Obama's Resolve to Do Right, uh, wherein he essentially calls the president a wuss. And I'll get to why he called him that in a moment. Um, so here's just uh, like, I think, 30 or 40 seconds of part of... Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. That was a weird sound. Huh. Um, here is uh, part of what kind of got me on to... Uh, and this this is a, a an anecdote that I found
1: very interesting. And I know from a good friend who was there when it happened, that at a small dinner with progressive supporters, after these progressive supporters were banging on Obama before the election, why don't you do the things we thought you stood for, Obama turned sharply and said, don't you remember what happened to Martin Luther King Jr.? That's a quote, and that's a very revealing quote. The other thing is, I've always been kind of shocked that when he came into office, not only did he not prosecute the torturers of the kidnappers, the people with the black prisons or the even the people who violated our Fourth Amendment rights, he left them all in place. And, you know, I suspected at the time, and now I'm pretty convinced, the president of the United States is afraid of the CIA.
2: So, oh, I said it. I really like that, where he said the the president of the United States is afraid of the CIA, and this makes sense um, in our general thesis that we and
0: we've been saying this for what? Yes. Well, since the first election, since Obama first got elected, we knew right. there's a feud.
2: Well, not just a feud, but even Ron Paul said. A while, I actually, I looked for that clip. I couldn't find it where he said, "Look, the CIA is taken over. No, they're they're running. They're running the joint." Sorry. What? They took. They took it from you. <laughs> it's been scrubbed. <laughs> they scrubbed it. Scrubs. Now, in, in, in his article in this, uh, and by the way, I have uh, an outline uh, for in the show notes, which is not just an outline, but also indented. And every, uh, this whole story I'm about to tell you, you can go and follow the steps and see if I went wrong or see if you like what I came up with. Uh, so you can do that after the fact, uh, com. So in this article, he says, the CIA is messing with Obama's head. And and this is where he contradicts our initial theory and says the hecklers are put in place by the CIA to show Obama we can get to you at any time. I'm like, wow. that's Well, we've very... had this
0: thesis, too. I think we there was a number of incidents where suddenly something crazy happened, which was that sort of thing. I, I can't remember the details, but we've but, spotted this, this trick a couple of times.
2: But I, but this has been happening. This, ha- this has been happening a lot in recent memory, um, and so you take into account the president saying, "Hey man, I don't want to be Martin Luther King. I don't want to get shot, uh, and that he's afraid." And then the CIA, possibly, and I th- and I think it's more likely than it's scripted um, the way we talked on the last show. But we certainly have discussed, and I think it seems more likely this is a way of saying, oh, you know what? We can get anyone into anywhere. Oh, by the way, your wife, here we go. We've got people right in front. So whatever you do, we got our eyes on you. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Now, how do I bring this into uh, into prison? First of all, the CIA runs everything. Now, the feuds, we, without doubt, have uh, identified and have played many different uh, anecdotes of people saying... The CIA, they hate all the other intelligence agencies. I'm pretty sure that they would love to get one over on the NSA. So let's presume for a moment this may be... The the, NSA has
0: been uncooperative.
2: Very uncooperative. We've
0: noticed this. We've reported this, I don't know, for years now. The NSA, is, and they're arrogant.
2: Now, what if we could make the president look bad... At the same time, distract everyone from the true bad actor in the cyber world. I'm not talking about phone calls, but in the cyber world, so that we could really continue our massive surveillance program without anyone, and of course hiding it in plain sight, without anyone suspecting what we're doing because everyone's focused on something else. So, let's oh, crap. I I did it. Looking at um, what we know already, obviously Google. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, in 2010, uh, they had to admit, yes, we have the NSA Alliance program. I mean, this is this is not like a secret. This has been out there for years. Uh, Google and the NSA have a department. They have a, part, a joint venture discussed in mainstream media. Even uh, the court, um, the court's upheld. The um, uh, Google's denial and the NSA's denial of uh, a Freedom of Information Act request that they could keep it secret. So So this is this is new. Oh, and by the way, we do all remember that after 180 days, the government has the right to read your email anyway. I mean, this is. Did we forget this, this is all a, this of a sudden? This is the biggest joke there is. Right? Did we forget this all of a sudden? That this has already been out there? And, and that, if your
0: email is over 180 days and, old and
2: it's stored on on, a, on an email service,
0: any service, any any of them, the government can look at it without a warrant.
2: Now let's look at. Uh, let's just grab one. Let's look at uh, Facebook. So Facebook, we know that Facebook has one of their venture capital founding funders was InQTel which is uh, which is the intelligence agency's venture capital fund and person of the year 2010 Mark Zuckerberg Time Magazine oh how quickly we forget i've pointed this out to a couple of my obama bot friends who were like how is this possible i said well let's just read your leftist propaganda and the relevant uh, a uh, paragraph from this article from it was and we talked about this on the show that no we one talks about up on this, this numerous times. The door opened, and a distinguished looking gray-haired man burst in. It's the only way to describe his entrance, trailed by a couple of deputies. He was both the oldest person in the room by twenty years and the only one wearing a suit. He was in the building. He explained with the delighted air of a man about to secure ironclad bragging rights forever, and he had just had to stop in to introduce himself to Zuckerberg. Robert Mueller, director of the FBI, pleased to meet you are, are you kidding me the, we did, 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 did no one I see love this that paragraph yeah is like, so yes, the FBI is, is and that in and it was there. put
0: in there for code I mean that, that was put in the article so everyone would that was in whatever circle that was being transmitted to oh okay we're right good, we're good now
2: we're, we're in. What we're seeing is Silicon Valley freaking out now because of course they 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 cooperate. It's all part of the sharing program and they're all and, and I I truly believe John that they are they've been taken off guard they're like whoa wait a minute. You're accusing us of what? So they're all very careful with their little wording and we don't give you direct access and all this stuff. By the way, did you see Jeff Jarvis uh uh defending Google? No, Jeff Jarvis is a Google stooge. You might as well just work for him. <laughs> but it was just... Uh, I, actually, I should... I should. He's like, I take Larry Page at his literal word. So, in other words, whatever, whatever Larry said literally, I'm, I take him at his word. And then he talks about conspiratorial thinking about these companies. Oh, this can't be true. There's no gambling going on here. <laughs> okay. But I, I have a feeling... I have a feeling... That uh, that they were really taken off guard with this. Now um, we look at this PowerPoint, and as we just discussed, you know, th- th- I mean, what kind of PowerPoint is this? What I found immediately interesting was to note that Apple was added to the so-called prison program six months after Steve Jobs died. And I've always heard, I noticed that too. I've always heard that Steve Jobs. You know, this is a definitely conspiratorial uh, story. Uh, that the the government always wanted a backdoor into everything. Microsoft rolled over like a like a bitch puppy, and you know, and pff, yes, but you don't even know to need a backdoor to break into Windows. I mean, you can just it's so easy to to compromise it. But the Jobs always said, "No, I'm not going to let you into my system," and that sounds like him. We'll get back to the right. Jobs and later. In fact, I know that there was probably some struggle at Microsoft. I don't think they rolled over that
0: quickly because here's the problem with. Uh with a lot with having that NSA dot dat or whatever, you know, there was these little pieces of code that were floating
2: around yeah. the uh, Windows, uh, <laughs> the DLL uh, system or what the registry yeah, in, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, is
0: that you ruin foreign sales? I mean, you can't take <laughs> no, this product into France or Germany and expect anyone to use it if it's just a if it's just a, uh, a Trojan horse as a whole right. for the
2: uh, NSA. And there's it's just all, not possible. And there's all you these can't. stories about, you know, an, an Israeli back end and all these things. But I have heard many, many times Steve Jobs won't allow that to happen. And so I found it interesting. We'll get back to the Apple thing, but I know as well. So Apple well, jumps on. What happened to Steve Jobs? Well, I'll get back to that. He's dead. So Apple jumps on so board. Do you pr- think they killed him? Would you let me get to my story? There's so much more to me. talk about. I mean, if that would be the, the conclusion of the story, which it is, that would be sad. There's a lot more to talk about. Um, so the, the the leaks come out through a guy named Glenn Greenwald. You have to go back to the source. No one is questioning this. Very disturbing to me. Who is Glenn Greenwald? Of course, well, Glenn
0: I, 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 <clears throat> Glenn, Glenn Greenwald is an outstanding columnist. Who's a total lefty. I do follow him. He used to be with Salon Magazine. And he's kind of a, he's, he's one of those progressive progressives that's gone beyond being an Obama bot and is nothing but critical of the president. And then Literally. somehow, I don't know how this even hooks up with him, but he's the one who rolled it out in the Guardian. We well, got nothing but positive there go. tweets. Okay. Well, There's you, something fishy about how this, what the progress was. And I'm, I'm guessing you're going to tell me.
2: Yes, that is correct, John. <laughs> that's where I started. Uh, so uh, here's what I learned briefly about Glenn Greenwald. He's a former lawyer. Uh, he was a civil rights lawyer. And many people have said some nasty things about his work uh, as a civil rights lawyer. But I don't think that is important. He lives in Brazil with his uh, boyfriend. And he worked at Salon Magazine since 2007 before a, I would say, a high-profile move to Guardian USA less than a year ago. So, ver- God damn it, I keep saying so. To me, very interesting to see Glenn's move to the Guardian, and here he is, the biggest story of uh, of the century, really, for him. As you say, he's so left that he really is, I would say he almost hates the president, uh, and part of his reasoning for not liking the president for many years was the Defense of Marriage Act. Um, and you know he's gay, so he's in Brazil. It's like I can't live in America because America's all effed up, and so I'm living in Brazil. So there, he's been very, very critical uh, of all that. But more importantly, <clears throat> he loves Petraeus. And I went back uh, to what? The, yes. Oh yeah. Well, uh, let me put it this way: now, he defended what happened to Petraeus. So Petraeus, as you remember, as you recall, was director of the CIA. And John Brennan, who our friend um, McGovern says, McGovern says, President Obama brought Brennan in because he's so afraid of the CIA, he thought, I have, I have loyalty from Brennan, so they won't try to kill me because Brennan's running the show. Remember, this is, a you know, the, Brennan is appointed by the president. So the president was so afraid of the CIA, he said, Brennan, and also he said, let's get the drones out of the CIA before they drone me or whatever. Um, And so Brennan was brought in. Glenn Greenwald, public fights. If you go back and read his columns, which apparently you follow him, he was like, Brennan is the worst guy ever. You can't have him in. And on Petraeus, I just have a a little clip here from Democracy Now. Instead of saying, you know, well, Petraeus is a douchebag, elitist douchebag, no, he immediately goes and bitches about the FBI. I think there's a lot
8: of media focus on the salacious aspects of this case for reasons um, that are obvious, which is that the media loves sex scandals. Um, But there are real issues arising from this of of genuine importance and substance, beginning with the fact that the FBI, based on really no evidence of any actual Crime engaged in this massive surveillance effort of first obtaining all kinds of intimate and private information about two women, one of whom complained, one of whom was the target of the complaint. Paula Broadwell and Jill Kelly um, learned the locations and email accounts of Paula Broadwell, who was the subject of this uh, fairly innocuous complaint. Read through all of her emails, learned the identity of her anonymous lover, David Petraeus. Um, likely read, certainly read through all of her emails. Probably read through his. And then in the process as well, um, learned about an affair between the complainant, Jill Kelly, or not an affair, but inappropriate communications, as they're calling it, and the four-star general in Afghanistan, uh, General Allen, and then obtained 20 to 30,000 pages of emails between them as well. So you're talking about a massively invasive investigation um, without any of their knowledge, obtaining their most private and intimate communications, all without evidence of any predicate crime, um, really without uh, the need, except in a few cases, for judicial review or oversight. And to me, it really illustrates how how invasive and sprawling this unaccountable surveillance state has become. This happens all the time, just generally to people less powerful and influential than the two generals in question here. And so we can really learn lessons, um, I hope, about what we've allowed the government to do in, in terms of its investigative powers.
2: Instead of saying, well, wow, this is really not okay, what the CIA director was doing. The title of his article, that's why he was invited on to Democracy Now!, was FBI's abuse of the surveillance state is the real scandal here. Uh, regarding John Brennan being picked as CIA chief, uh, he wrote, Brennan's appointment is crossing multiple lines that no Obama supporter should sanction. So he was very much against that. Very yeah. much uh, so. I, I believe... That he is possibly uh, compromised, uh, and that's not the first time you'd hear about the CIA using people in the press or no, writing stories for them for the CIA So the I'm press. like, okay, m- maybe, maybe this is, you know, maybe it's there's possible. something to this. Now, um, so Glenn Greenwald. Now we have friends, by the way, inside uh, all the alphabet letter agencies. Uh, we have NSA challenge coins. Yeah, but I've never received anything as cool as this. I mean this I mean getting a PowerPoint like that? I mean that's <laughs> that's I mean I mean wow, I mean we don't get past the gift shop. But Glenn Greenwald in the New York Times says the leak came from quote a reader of mine who was comfortable working with me. The source, mister Greenwald said, quote, knew the views that I had and had an expectation of how I would display them. I'm thinking really. Is that simple? Just I mean, you're telling me that, that we have all these people inside the NSA uh, and and other agencies, and but th- but your source gets a hold of this PowerPoint. So I'm thinking this is either bullcrap or it's much higher up than we could ever be, or maybe oh, yeah. or perhaps maybe it's a little combination. So now I'm going to look into Mister Greenwald's history as a journalist. So he's a journalist. He started out at Salon Magazine where he became a blogger. Now, Salon Magazine is very interesting. Uh, it is a publicly listed company, so there's all kinds of information uh, available about them. Current stock price of Salon Magazine, the Salon Media Publishing Empire, is 11 cents a share, John. Yeah, I know. A good uh, they, deal. They lose a million dollars a year, have never been profitable ever. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. Who is uh, funding this outfit?
0: Considering uh-huh. you, By the way, that's kind of interesting when you consider all these other little startups that have come and gone tech crunch and all these other guys that get bought for millions of dollars and get incorporated into AOL and other things. Salon has always been, never been uh, up for grabs. I find that actually peculiar, but go on.
2: They, well, I Coming from a, uh, a corporate a-hole shill background, I also, particularly when it comes to funding companies, I also was like, well, how does something continue to exist? They've got to have some sugar daddy, someone who is paying for this. And if they're paying for it, then there's a reason for that as well. So there must be some, there's got to be something behind this. Uh, so it has been unprofitable throughout its entire history, all this public knowledge. Um, but since 2007, two board members, including the chairman of the board, have been funding the company with approximately 3 to $4 million a year. These two gentlemen are John Warnock and William Hambrecht. Are you familiar with these names, John? I know these guys. Yes. William Hambrecht is, of course, uh, one of the founders of uh, one of the largest Silicon Valley uh, venture capital companies. And John Warnock is uh, the CEO, I believe, of Adobe. Chairman. Chairman. Chairman of Adobe. Uh, and, and all this information is in the, the show notes. And Bill Hambrick's daughter, I might point out, is the president of Salon Magazine. So you know there, that's a good hire right there. So if you think about for a second, all of the companies that were mentioned in the Prism document, all the companies that could compromise data that's centrally located, what is the one company? that really is inside the CIA and the NSA and the FBI, that has its products used every single day. That is Adobe. And that is primarily Adobe with their uh, reader, Acrobat. And when uh, they have this thing called F-Secure, which is to uh, redact uh, PDF files. PDF files, there's such a black box uh, PDF by itself. But let's, of course, look at... Now, what we all think of outside of, you know, the creative suite of Adobe, we always think about Flash. Let's go back to the dead man talking to me, dead man being Steve Jobs, who refused to put Flash into iOS, and he wrote a letter uh, in 2000, this was not long before, it was uh, 2010, I think, or 11, he wrote a letter called His Thoughts on Flash, and he outlined a number of reasons why he didn't want Adobe in iOS. Third, there's reliability, security, and performance. Symantec recently highlighted Flash for having one of the worst security records in 2009. We also know firsthand that Flash is the number one reason Mac's crash. We've been working with Adobe to fix these problems, but have persisted for several years, and we don't want to reduce the reliability and security of our iPhones, iPods, and iPads by adding Flash. And if you read now, headline from the register from uh, June 9th, that would be today, maybe it was yesterday, maybe it was the 8th that this came out, uh, Steve Jobs' death clears way for Adobe CTO defection. The CTO of Adobe has just left to join Apple, and there is some question uh, whether maybe Flash will come to the iPhone, which I'll get to in just a moment. Now, we know that Flash has been doing it has been a security risk there's been exploits uh it, it you know it has been accused of phoning home it's also on every single computing device pretty much except for the ios platform it truly most guys who are, are who are security conscious that i know uh sysadmins, won't run it they refuse like oh, i can't watch that video which is why steve jobs i believe said no flash uh, that thing's a mess. But maybe he knew a little bit more. Maybe he knew that that really what Flash is, is it really is a true spying mechanism. It can access your camera, your microphone. It can do all kinds of things. Flash cookies are really very persistent, very hard to get rid of. And who uses these things? The advertising world. So I'm thinking to myself, if Adobe truly were evil, and Adobe wants to get this document out and make all the competitors look like horrible people so they can go on the merry way and really aggregate the data of the people not go in and sift it but but really get the data directly right off your computer which can be keystrokes for all I know it could be anything flash is very very sophisticated but it's a black box we are not we can't look inside of all of it of course you can't have flash just dialing home people would catch on to that but what is the one thing in this entire conversation that everyone just dismisses offhand Well, advertising networks track you. Yeah, well, I guess it's a good (laughs) trade-off. Why wouldn't um, Adobe acquire an advertising network? Well, as it turns out, Adobe acquired something better, which is a company which was uh, funded by uh, our friend uh, Warnock's buddy, uh, William, Omniture. Omniture, which they bought for $3 billion... Omniture is the statistics system of the advertising industry. And Omniture is a company that was started by a guy called Josh James in Utah as a part of the Church of Latter-day Saints, i.e. the Mormons who have the largest database of human beings on the universe, or in the universe. What I'm seeing is I'm seeing Adobe is the true bad actor. And how many times do they upgrade their flash and it's still sucking and it's crashing and they have Omniture embedded. And the, they're not hiding anything. They're tracking you. Uh, and you. And most people go, oh, well, you know, it's, it's just advertising, obviously, you know, whatever. We don't really know what the data is that's being sent back, but it's there, it's open, it's free and clear. Omniture tracking. And people say it's just advertising. It's not the government. Now, I think this is by far worse, and this now makes sense to me that Steve Jobs knew that these guys were up to no good, and he didn't want any part of it. Now, of course, none of this would make sense unless you could also really put this on all iOS devices, and here's where I think Apple is now on board with the program. We've got Tim Cook, who probably doesn't have the same scruples as Steve Jobs, and you need to know that Adobe acquired a video ad platform called uh, Auditude, they were, uh just recently 120 million dollar acquisition and they and, and they immediately uh turned this around and you can't um, buy ads with them uh, not as far as i can tell from their website but they've turned this into adobe primetime it's called project primetime it's a video platform and it will now come to iOS it will work on everything. This is what the CTO guy is coming to do. And it essentially has Flash built into it. And they, they were at NAB making deals with every single broadcaster. And they will become the streaming video provider of choice because they're going to give it all away. And now they have successfully put in the true true spying mechanism into every single computing device on the planet sucking that data out right in plain sight going back into the databases and they have huge data centers through Omniture and that's that's the company that you need to be afraid of and that's the company that the CIA maybe the NSA but I think these guys they'll sell it to anybody we know the Mormons they sell their database to Ancestry.com that's you know they're just selling it so there's nothing sneaky, and that's why Google and Yahoo and Microsoft are like, w- w- what? what? They were taken off guard because they have no idea what's happening. But these guys, these guys, directly tied into Glenn Greenwald, directly, they are the ones that are behind this.
0: Well, a couple things. It's I like the way you piece this together. You'll be getting a call from Glenn Beck. Because uh, you put you 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 threw a lot of stuff into one thesis that looks like it makes sense, except a couple of little items. One, the uh, these companies that you say were caught off guard. It was curious that they all had pretty much the exact same wordage to their denials, uh, and I don't think they all called each other. Say, "What are you going to say? What are you going to say?" That
2: doesn't detract from. No, happening. I'm not saying
0: that, but it's, uh, I don't think they were as caught off as much guard as you, as you might imagine.
2: But I to mean, call I've me been... Glenn Beck is a huge insult after I'm I did sorry. all that work. i did,
0: I didn't call you get Glenn Beck. I said he'd be calling
2: you. Oh. Well, you, I guess you were saying that I, I didn't like Glenn Beck or something, which is insulting, too.
0: Ah, it's not meant to be. Okay. Um, I play the weasel words for data capture, and I, I think there's a couple of little things in there that I would at least want to bounce off.
9: The US National Security Agency and the FBI are tapping directly into the central servers of nine leading US internet companies. That's according to a report in the Washington Post. It comes in the back of Britain's Guardian newspaper, claiming Washington is collecting telephone records of millions of Americans. Google, Apple, Yahoo, and Facebook have, in statements, denied the government had direct access to their central servers. Microsoft said it does not voluntarily take part in any government data collection.
2: Say two things. One, be reminded, the Guardian was in direct cahoots with WikiLeaks, but not like they took WikiLeaks and published it in their newspaper. No, we now know. And it's been published everywhere that The Guardian would then call up the State Department and say, hey, we're going to publish this. Is that okay? Well, no. Could you take that out? Could you take that out? Okay. Yeah, right. So the yeah. New York Times. Right. And But if you truly, if you want to really, instead of having to go, yes, of course, of course this is taking place with these companies. But if you really want to have the information of everybody, it's a pain. No, I'm not
0: going to argue this. I, I, what I wanted to point out is Microsoft's comment, which was now has been lost to, to the history, but... Uh, where they say they don't voluntarily do anything, which means that I think that there's some other program in place which is forcing them to do stuff. Since they use the word volunteer, uh, ne- meaning they don't wrap up Correct. the date and Correct. send it in. But,
2: but, the- this, is, but this, is, this is the point that you made earlier. This is not news. We know that they're doing this. We know that this has been going on. We know that the FBI is in in Facebook. We know that the NSA is in Google. But this is all peanuts. That's my point. It's peanuts, and it's distracting from what's really going on right in front of our noses.
0: I wish they would get rid of Flash. Flash, when I was doing the X3 show, Joe Ango went on to a rant about how Flash... and talk about the the cookies you can't get rid of mm-hmm. it does all kinds of stuff you can't get rid of there's nothing you can do when when you get a whatever it is that they that you might get planted through flash
2: it's impossible to get it off your machine and Steve Jobs knew this he knew they were up to no good he had a, pen, a very famous for hating a lot of these kinds of people really getting into big feuds with guys exactly like this exactly like this And I think for these reasons, and how many truly elite superstar, super rich people do we know that still die of cancer today? Not a lot. If you look at the cancer rate amongst the citizens, how many, besides Steve Jobs, who else of super elite status way up there in the echelons has died of cancer in recent memory? Yeah, there's there's Hugo Chavez, another enemy of the state. Give me another one. Exactly. Well, they would
0: all be enemies of the state. Yes. Well, Steve Jobs um, was
2: an enemy of the state.
0: So, but I think I think you've got an interesting thesis and I like it, but I, it doesn't detract from way to, my way to backpedal. red Book prediction. <laughs> way to backpedal, dude. <laughs> it doesn't detract from my prediction some weeks back that once they got these scandals going, they were going to pile on to get rid of Obama. And I think that this, you can't ignore that this is part of that.
2: Well, we also, uh, in this, uh, it, uh, it's funny, did we not play that? Did we not play where the president said that he would probably, uh, he, he might be gone by the next three and a half years? Did we play that piece? No,
5: you didn't play it. You have it? <laughs>
2: yes. I have, It's at the end of this clip, I think. And if people check.
5: can't trust not only the executive branch, yes, at the but end also of this clip, don't more. trust Congress and don't trust uh, federal judges it was very weird I'm, I'm, I'm actually amazed I didn't play it earlier constitution, due process and rule of law then we're going to have some problems here um, but my observation is is that the people who are involved in America's national security
2: let me see if I can roll this forward cherish our a little constitution forward
5: and by the way with, and uh, after that I will be a private citizen here we go uh, and I
2: suspect I went too far
5: uh, privacy issues I will leave this office at some point, sometime in the last next three and a half years,
2: <laughs> maybe earlier. I don't know. <laughs> Could be sometime. Maybe next year. Maybe next month. Well, maybe. Uh,
0: there is two interesting clips that are also floating around that seem to have been regurgitated into the into the net to give uh, to pile on Obama. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I got the two here. Then They're floating around. I didn't have to do any digging. I didn't have to do, go to C-SPAN. They're just out there, uh, which is the one where Laffer lies to Congress. You can play that. Okay. So
6: what I wanted to see is if you could give me. Uh, this is, is this is
2: Laffer or Clapper? Who Clapper.
0: Is okay, I think it's Clapper. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's Laffer, the new guy. That was laughing. the new guy. Be a yes or no? So wait, answer wait, wait. That's why, This <coughs> is a, this is months ago, and this is White in one of those committee meetings.
6: Play okay. now. Yeah. So what I wanted to see is if you could give me a yes or no answer to the question: Does the NSA collect any type of data at all on millions or hundreds of millions of Americans? No, sir. It does not.
5: Not wittingly. <laughs> there are cases where they could in- inadvertently, perhaps, uh, collect, but not not wittingly.
2: It, it, it's like I, it she I, she fell onto my penis. I can't. It just happened.
0: So he's done. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Holder, who's no
2: idiot. Yeah. yeah, that's that. That was my favorite. That was my. So Holder comes out
0: and says the following, which is actually a frightening answer if you think about it. I
7: want to just ask, could you assure to us uh, that uh, no phones inside the Capitol were monitored of members of Congress that would give a future executive branch, if they started pulling this kind of thing off, would give them unique leverage over the legislature?
6: Uh, With all due respect, Senator, I I don't think this is an appropriate setting for me to discuss um, that issue. I'd be more than glad to come back. Uh, in a uh, In an appropriate setting to discuss uh the issues that that you have raised oh,
2: you didn 't get you didn 't get the the last part where the the senator says uh, no the appropriate answer would be no
0: oh i didn 't get that because it wasn 't on the clip oh really who's doing yeah. who 's doing your clips? No, no, this is the clip that was floating around the net i oh, didn 't
2: well, hear that part. oh on hold the on part. here let me play you the full and proper clip when okay. uh, government bureaucrats
7: are sloppy they 're usually really sloppy. I want to just ask, could you assure to us uh, that uh, no phones inside the Capitol were monitored of members of Congress that would give a future executive branch if they started pulling this kind of thing off, would give them unique leverage over the legislature?
3: Uh,
6: with all due respect, Senator, I-, I don't think this is an appropriate setting for me to discuss um, that issue. I'd be more than glad to come back uh, in, a, uh, in an appropriate setting to discuss the uh, the issues that, that you have raised, but I, in this open forum, I
9: don't, I, I don't. Not I, think would, I, uh,
7: do. I would, I uh, would interrupt you and say the correct answer would be say no. We stayed within our lane, and <laughs> I'm assuring you we did not spy on members
2: of Congress. <laughs> that would be the correct answer. Yes, no, that is the right. No, exact, we didn't spy right. on you, but of course, he did. Yeah, obviously,
0: that's what yeah. the, that's what the answer says. Yeah, he obviously great. did.
2: It's great. It's great. I
0: love it. So, uh, yeah, well, things are going uh, downhill as
2: we speak. <laughs> the uh, the McLaughlin group had uh, a guy on from The Economist. And someone told me, <clears throat> who was that that said that to me the other day? Said, well, this story is so big, it's even in The Economist. I'm like, yeah.
5: Okay, for <laughs> abuse.
2: But there is no reality yet. It's got to be... And, of course, it's a a, a British guy uh, from The Economist uh, who's uh, who's on the McLaughlin group. He has a different different reality of, uh, than we do here in America. Watch very
5: closely. The nice. potential is great. Because but I agree with Eleanor. The reality
4: what's is the, not...
1: What's the economist saying about this?
2: <laughs> Look, I think that you're right. I, you, you know, you have
9: the choice. You say, is it shocking or is it an abuse of privacy? Well, you know what? It... it It is an abuse of privacy, but I don't think it shocks anyone. I mean, if you think about it, if if someone says to you, did you know that the American government pays attention when someone in New York makes a phone call to a known jihadi in Pakistan, and if that flashes up, they then track it? I kind of assumed that that's what the NSA is that's there for. Right. I mean, now we've well, had confirmation they say, they say that that's stops. what they're there well, for. Well, they may but not they be say.
1: talking about their business. They may be talking but about their personal lives. that
9: the idea that the NSA tracks these these foreign phone calls and emails is uh, what the NSA is it's for. I don't think the American <laughs> public is You don't realize the material. Yeah, the American public realizes that this.
1: Is, is
0: bull crap. I mean, <laughs> this is a pivot. Yeah, of course it is. It has nothing to do. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about tracking and saving the Google emails and, and and taking all the metadata from all the phones from Verizon. Yes. It's not about, I mean, yeah, that old saw about, well, you know, when a phone call comes in, the NSA's all over it. <laughs> no,
2: he, I think he actually said a, a light switch on the switchboard goes on. <laughs> <laughs> like, beep, beep, beep. Oh, 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 we've got a Pakistani it's like jihadi like calling. a jackpot
0: on a slot machine in <laughs> Vegas. Pa- Pakistani jihadi
2: calling. Oh, we better check this one out. That's what we're for here at the NSA. Uh, so we are being duped in uh, a number of things. I, I I believe Glenn Greenwald is a shill. Uh, I believe that he is uh, compromised by the CIA. Um, that he has uh, published these documents, which may not be, uh, may or may not be authentic. I believe that he has published them uh, under the auspices of uh, Adobe and uh, Omniture, uh to make it. Maybe he might not even know that he's doing it. He may think that he has the scoop of the century, uh, but I I think the connections are close enough uh, that this is made to obfuscate the word you used earlier the true spying mechanism that is taking place. And when Adobe primetime comes out, I encourage you not to install it. It'll be hard because they're going to have all the primetime, all your shows, all your favorite celebrities. Oh, I got to install the software, man, because it's got, it's got all the celebrities on it. All the sports. Oh, so it's going to be a bit going to have everything. And it's going to be almost free. Another free trinket. We hold in front of you. It's shiny and glistening. Don't worry, just install it. It'll all be perfect.
0: Well, the problem with the thesis is that if this was ever discovered, it's really risky.
2: I don't understand what what you mean by it discovered. It is happening.
0: No, you say it's happening, but you don't there's no evidence that that these guys are phoning home or spying on you, you using know, the you, flash mechanism. Hold
2: on. You 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 seem to misunderstand what I'm saying. This is you didn't get it. Omniture. No, I got it. Go look in your Flash cookies right now, and you'll see there an omniture Flash cookie. Yeah, yeah. That is that is phoning home. It is phoning home consistently. It is. It, I mean, it's it's not it's not the actual phoning home mechanism. But you go to a site, and omniture is on every single site, John. So they are tracking I, you. They are, but they're not tracking you for advertising purposes. They're tracking. That's, you. The, that's the that's the that's the. You've got to prove that. What do you mean I've got to prove it? You can, you, as an advertiser, the biggest advertising agencies in the universe pay omniture money to get behavioral data on what people are surfing to. So the,
6: the, well, the,
0: I, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I just really wonder because, if, for example, we, we criticize constantly the crappy job they do of targeting advertising. And this is all done through Omniture. So you're saying that even though they can't do their own – what they're supposed to be doing correctly, they're somehow – profiling everybody in the country and sending off this data to the NSA or the CIA or one of these
2: uh, three-letter words. I would say that – And they're doing a good job of that? There's two different things. You're talking about what ads people are seeing. That's different than knowing every single website you surf to. That's different than – when and when you install Gmail, there's Flash in that. There's all this Flash everywhere, John. There's flash everywhere omni um, you install ghostry and see that omniture is not on every single page it's one thing to get the data and then try and recommend an ad it's another thing to get the data and know what the hell someone's doing there's two different things
0: i agree okay and what and what yeah, I'll, 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 okay. i'm still i'm now i have to uninstall a bunch of stuff and use a uh, the different i, I think and, we should do the no agenda browser
2: oh and and by the way this uh, uh, Adobe Prime Time will also be on Xbox. It's gonna, it's gonna be on everything. It's going to be the new de facto standard, truly. And this is what the fight has always been about between HTML5 and uh, and Flash. And you get an open standard that doesn't have the celebrities and pe- everyone. It, the people are stupid. The stupid. Well,
0: I, here's a here's a little tidbit. When HTML5 was rolled out. Mm -hmm. I won't say who this was, but a very kind of a famous guy. Why
2: can't you say? Because you'll be compromised? You'll get shot?
0: No, it's because it's just cheap.
2: Okay. All right. Got it.
0: And uh, the guy says to me, um, oh, Adobe's dead. (laughs) Really? (laughs) They're dead because this is going to kill Flash. Flash. And yeah, how- I thought about that for a while, and I said, well, you know, it's a possibility that this HTML5 could kill Flash because we, now we just put video, colon, or whatever the tag is for running videos instead of doing it through Flash, which is always problematic, as you know. They're updating it all. It's worse than real player. They're updating it constantly for whatever reason, and it's, it's suspect, and it's
2: got, yeah, and you get these. All the time. There's always an update and so it's always sucking and, you know, and why and, so. and why is it crashing who knows what it's doing in there it probably should be banished most definitely should be banished This is we need to start an anti-Adobe primetime campaign because that's the final frontier they need to get on the iOS devices that's what it's always been about the CTO of Adobe leaves and goes to Apple just before this happens all this takes place after Steve Jobs dies no, 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 no. If if anyone wanted to preserve any legacy of Steve Jobs, and and, and you should you should when they do this, when they basically through a uh, a backhanded way install Flash onto the iOS platform, you all should take your phones and go throw them at headquarters in Cupertino. Smash your phones and say you are pissing on the legacy of Steve Jobs. Because that's what's, that's what will take place. And Tim Cook, look at the guy. Come on, you know he'd be okay. Come on in, CIA. Come on in, NSA. <gasps> you can see the guy's a wuss, a wimp, a little wimp. He should be British. He's not. <laughs> I think I'm. I'm very, very concerned, and I I just look at all these things and I, uh, and the advertising angle. I've never thought about that, and. And it's not just an... Omniture is not an ad network. It is a tracking mechanism. And that's the thing that... And, direct, and started by the Mormons. Hello? If anyone can connect the names to the numbers, it's them. All
0: right, well, I'm... I, I want, I'll follow this. I'm sure you'll have more to say about it. This primetime thing. I, I'm not sure if that's even going to catch on, but we'll see.
2: When they have the Celebrity content, it will. That's what. The, I'm surprised you didn't see you didn't see this at the. Uh, I didn't uh, at, at the NAB because this was it may
0: have been there, but I didn't see it. And I went to the Adobe conference. I didn't see it. Hmm. Well, I actually know very little about Project Primetime.
2: I hadn't heard of it at all. I had no idea what was going on until I stumbled across it, and I see the CTO of Adobe's left to go work for Apple. i like, okay. And then I see comments. If you look at all, and all this is in the show notes, com, You see comments from, uh, I think, yeah, like your typical sysadmin Linux guy <laughs> who would be like, hey, this is just bringing Flash in on the back end. Everyone sees it, people that care. It doesn't matter. If it's installed, it's installed. And once it's installed, then any page that has a little, even those invisible flash things, whew, there you go.
0: Okay. I like
2: this. I like the theory. Oh, well, thank Apple's you very
0: much. Apple's hire of anti-Adobe, anti-Apple Adobe CTO raises, so the guy was anti-Apple. Mm-hmm. Adobe CTO Kevin Lynch will soon be trading jerseys and going over to Team Apple, a move that has some Apple watchers perplexed. Adobe confirmed Lynch's job change late Tuesday following a regulatory filing that revealed Lynch's plans. Apple later confirmed the move as well, saying Lynch's title at Apple would be VP of technology and that he'd be reporting to current hardware lead Bob Mansfield. Kevin Lynch, Adobe CTO, is leaving the company to take a position at Apple. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, here's the question that comes to mind: Why,
2: for the integration? Obviously, <laughs> we have uh, iOS no seven coming. No,
0: that you would do a. Uh, that's not a job change. That's that would be that makes any sense normally.
2: No. Was well, a lot of things that it, it, it didn't make sense when Adobe bought. If you read the articles, if you go back and read the articles, why Adobe bought Omniture? People are like. Why is Adobe buying Omniture? This makes no sense. But if yeah, you, actually, if, I,
0: I, I've noticed that. But Lynch if, originally hails from Macromedia, which, of course, is the flash, origin of flash, flash.
2: Flash, yeah. Well,
0: now to really add to your thesis, you should do a little background around Macromedia and how that got started to create Flash in the first place.
2: Well, the funny thing is, Mark Cantor started that. Yes,
0: he did. And uh, I'm, well, I'm sh- one of them. I'm not. I'd have to see. Uh he
2: did, did director. Let's well, put right. it that way. He did director. So I I, I don't think he's a spook. <laughs> I know Mark pretty well. He's uh he's not a spook. He's a stoner, for sure. And he's a he's a fun guy, but uh no, no, he's he's not a part of a uh, part of that. Uh, but the when you look at Adobe, if if you look at their they have an entire program for PDFs by themselves. You shouldn't use PDF either Acrobat or whatever and you see, and i think i'm convinced this is why which is what, by
0: the way which is apple again they had their own reader.
2: they had their thank you they had the preview because they didn't want the calling home thing of a of acrobat reader if you look at the government if you look i i spent some time last night looking at the adobe website particularly their government stuff they you can track a pdf through an entire organization as large as the government you can track exactly who has it where it's going they have this thing called EchoSign which is for legal documents which you um, there's a couple of competing products but Adobe EchoSign is uh, used for contracts uh, in the commercial world and the minute you sign that and click it it's talking back it's calling home it's definitely calling adobe uh, this is a known fact uh, but so uh, the pdf by itself is evil do not open <laughs> do not open it in adobe reader
0: Macromedia created Shockwave, which was the forerunner. The precursor, of, uh,
2: precursor, yeah. Uh,
0: a director-viewer a director plug-in for web browsers, but later moved to expand its market by this and this, by branching out to web-native media tools. In 1997, K. Orr Patel, founder of social philanthropy fund Fuse Global, look into that, and then IT head Stefan Elop, now CEO of Nokia, Created its first web strategy, which later proved to be the most valuable pivot point for Macromedia and being acquired by Adobe for multi billions of dollars.
2: Yeah, it's not like this is. Yeah, it. It. I, it they're not making the money off of sales of a Director. Okay, Adobe makes a lot of money. They're not making it off the sales of uh, uh, Photoshop.
0: That's anyway. interesting. Actually, the history of macromedia on the Wikipedia is worth reading.
2: All right, shall we? Uh, shall we leave this for the time being so we can uh, regroup a little, and uh, maybe we'll come back to that uh, on Thursday.
0: Um, if if we got anything else, I, I do have some interesting clips. Well, I
2: think right now.
1: Sixty
9: nine, sixty
1: nine, dudes. I'm gonna show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that.
9: Oh yeah, that'd be fab.
2: And before we uh, get into the and off I do want to thank uh, Greg Davies, who is the creator of the 60, sixty-nine, sixty-nine jingle.
0: Oh, great! Did he send you a note
2: saying, "Hey"? He, sa- he says, "Hey, I don't have any money, but can you? <laughs> <laughs> but I created your jingle, <laughs> so yeah." Uh,
0: we do have some donors for Show uh, Five Twenty. Let's get to the earlier ones, which is Patrick Oberham in uh, Australia, hundred eleven dollars. He wants to thank us for the stunning analysis. Dan Goodsall, UK, I it's, $100. I think
2: Godsall. God Godsall.
0: God Godsall. Sorry. Yes. One, oh, not two. Been a boner for a few months, but after three great shows back-to-back and after countless sightings of 33, <laughs> I knew it was time to donate to the best podcast in the universe doing a media degree in Cardiff. It's mind-blowing how stupid people are to the propaganda <laughs> the BBC is shitting out. <laughs> I often get called crazy or conspiracist. It's like a breath of fresh air when I listen to the show. He needs, uh, he karma. wants to give all the fellow Welsh No Agenda listeners some karma.
2: They need it. I agree. They, can, they You've
3: deserve You've got it. karma.
0: Joe the Dish Slave, uh, Sir Joe the Dish Slave, I believe, $100. Brian Williams, Streamwood, Illinois. I, I,
2: I did want to point out, he said that this is a modest encroachment on his wallet. Yes, it's a
0: <laughs> modest encroachment.
2: Uh, Brian <laughs> like, Williams, like uh,
0: Streamwood, Illinois. He's, he was figuring out our show in advance. Yeah. He should become an artist. Streamwood, Illinois, 7373. Christy Hamlin, 73. Oh,
2: 7370.
0: Yeah, well, he didn't give us our, his call letters. No. <laughs> uh, Baton no. oh, Rouge, wrong. the Red Bat, in 717169. Uh, Sean and Christy and their twenty-month-old human resource Christopher were hitting the mouth a couple months ago, and now offering value for value, it isn't much because we're very poor. But we hope to keep our hope our donation buys us a sixty-nine, sixty-nine plus two to the head seventy-one, sixty-nine. <laughs> so I don't know whether I should count this because we our record is broken today, and everyone's taking part in a historical event,
2: which is <laughs> a historical event. event. Okay. It is. Yeah.
0: 74, 69, 69 oh, contributions man. we have to thank. We'll and know before we... we do that, though, Bert Barton's in uh, the Netherlands uh, is in for 70. So here we go.
2: Ready? Well, hold on a second. So you're telling me that the whole world will be upside down tonight. This is going to be just one big swazzle fest. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. And, and Miss Mickey's coming home tonight, too. So yay! 69!
3: 69, dude!
0: 69, 69. 69 people who helped us out with this uh, little uh, uh, promotion. Uh, Marco Strauss in Ithaca, New York. Uh, Adam Johnson in Plymouth, Minnesota. Alexander Schulzberger in parts unknown. Anthony Leone in Catskill, New York. Blacklisted News, and apparently the town's blacklisted. Brian Doherty, who we've, uh, should have a city, but he doesn't. uh, Braden, 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 Kier in Langley, Uh British Columbia. British Uh, Columbia. Oh, oh, oh. He does have a message. He says, fuck the chat room. Uh, <laughs> Brian Pollock, Pollock or Pollock in Overland, Missouri. Or Pollock. It's not Pollock, but it's like, it's like P-O-L-A-K. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Brian Vaughn in San Carlos, California. I, I, Chris Abraham in Arlington, Virginia. That's a little closer. Uh, Chris Brucker in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Christopher Gray in Grand Blanc, Michigan. Christopher Lawton, parts unknown. Rainstick Sherry. <laughs> hey,
2: Rainstick Sherry. She has a birthday today. That's uh, That's Rainstick Sherry right there.
0: We'll give her a birthday
2: call up. Yes, we will. She
0: loves painting to the best podcast in the universe. Oh. nice uh, Craig Cutner in Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh, Danny Baker in Morristown, Tennessee, David Smith in Ashford Kent, at United Kingdom. Uh, Dean Bertram, Sir Dean Bertram, uh, Sir Don Bean in Thousand Oaks, California. Eric Olson, parts unknown, Gary Howell in Houston, Texas. George Leitson. Leitson. You think? I think yeah, IE, Leitson, I
2: think. Oops. I think so.
0: Yeah. Well, I just, uh, Greg Steer, oh, good old Greg Steery. He says 6969 by Ann Rand.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Eon. Is it Eon, Io, and Iowan? What do you think that is? Um probably I was Eon. It was Joan, but you know, okay, Iowan. Eon. That's, Eon. That's pro-
2: it's probably it really is Eon. Eon.
0: <laughs> yeah, it related to Eeyore. Brook Park, Ohio. Jako Personen in Finland. Jacques Bastien. In Valley Stream, New York, James Blank in Culver City, James Chesney in Brownsville, Michigan, Jan Dubroka in Sharpsburg, Georgia, probably uh, Jan, Jesse Nelson in San Antonio up the street from you, Jim Reed, uh, Irvine, California, um,
2: uh, Jim I'm sorry, John no. Reichert in. Uh, we were New supposed Orleans. to say Inviticus, but don't don't worry about it. And Eric's got to read the
0: notes. Uh, John Reichert in New Orleans, Louisiana. John Blitt in Calgary, Alberta. Jonathan Jackson in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Joseph Gaz in Wilmington, Delaware. Joseph Richards in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Joseph, Sir Joseph, Sir Wills in Palm Bay, Florida. Karen Selzer. In uh, LaGrange. LaGrange, Kentucky. Uh, Keith. uh, By the way, Inviticus has a birthday. It's not on the list. It's not not highlighted in yellow. Okay. Keith Buchler in Covington, Louisiana. Uh, Larry Peters. Geez, In Arlington, Texas, down the street from you. Lawrence Franchek. Sir Lawrence, actually, uh, in Danville. And I'm going to try to scroll down without this thing skipping. Like it Mine did. is
2: not skipping. Mine is doing quite well. Apparently
0: there's a code that you can put into the spreadsheet, and it won't skip. Ah. Huh. So I think the code has been installed. Lawrence Franchek, Sir Lawrence, you just got him. Uh, Mark Boddeford in Spanish Fort, Alabama. Matthew Thomas, uh, Bruner, Missouri. Matthew Wendell. Uh, Wendell. <laughs> winded all. Wind, wind all. What do you think? Burning no Hills, <laughs> Illinois. Melody Mann in Rheingold, Louisiana. Michael Miller, Sir Michael Miller in Tiburon. Baron Michael Zelina, parts unknown. By Miguel de Leon. And down the street from you in Houston. Uh, Nikola Nikolov
2: in Northborough, Massachusetts. And Miguel is in Austin, uh, actually really down the street. Not Houston.
0: No, I did. I said Houston. I thought I said Austin. No, you said Houston.
2: I did. Yeah, you yeah, know the the whole joke of down the street from me is like a little old now. Is it is?
0: But yeah. he isn't he down the street?
2: Uh, not when he's from Nikolai
0: Houston. Nikolai Balba in Brandonton, Florida, uh, sir. Shna- snakes, snakes, sir Pete. Have a ball with the prism thing. Make sure to emphasize how the rest of the world politicians forget to freak out about this. <laughs> Uh, Peter P- P- Pucky, Puky. What do P- you think? Puky. It wouldn't be Puky. There have to be an E in there. <laughs> I like
2: Puky better.
0: Bob uh, Bowmanville, uh, Ontario. Good. Ray Metz in San Diego. Richard Garrett in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, Rick Gibbs uh, in Woodbury. Robert Gold in Toronto. Robert Hegedus. isn't he a sir? Spring, Texas John Jordan, Evans, Georgia Ray Couture in Billings, Montana not related to the other Couture, I wouldn't think Sam Leung, Baron Sam in Toronto Scott Albrecht in Windsor, Seth Griffin Shannon Atkins in Warren, Michigan Shazad, I have to read 74 of these Shazad Mansour in Philadelphia Stephen Shun in Independence, Missouri Stephen E. Taft in Marietta, Georgia. Thomas Nussbaum, Sir Thomas. Do
2: you? Oh, I think you, I think you missed uh, Stephen Del Rosso. Stephen
0: Del Rosso in Middleton, Delaware.
2: There you go. Timothy, Timothy Brashears in Cookeville. <laughs> now, now you missed Sir Thomas Nussbaum. I'm sorry. No, I just I said Thomas. Oh, you did?
0: Okay, all right. As I said, Sir Thomas Nussbaum. Sorry. Uh, Todd Brink in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Todd LG in Katy, Texas. Victor Gregg in parts unknown. David Bierce in Altoona, uh, Iowa, and that concludes our uh, sixty-nine. We got in, uh,
3: sixty-nine, dudes.
0: Now there's a couple of things here. We have this is the record seventy-four, but there may be some make goods that show up in in a, in a revised spreadsheet. And anyone who came in after midnight, you you didn't get in on this, and that's a, quite there's maybe ten. But we're going to hold the record at seventy-four. Until the next six nine, <laughs> this thing will be done. This this has to end. So we have. So the next six nine will be in five
2: years. Well, no, this is not true because today was USA Swazelnuff Day. As most people pointed out, the true Swazzle Enough of the World Swazzle Enough Day will be in uh, September.
0: Yes, but I don't think we have a
2: show on that day. Let's take a look. But we can still celebrate the day with <laughs> by doing it. <laughs> so it'd be
4: nine It'll 6 It'll be September
2: sixth, yes. Yeah. Is do we have a it's show? It's a on Friday. That thing? It's a Friday. It'll still be World Swallows Enough Day by presidential proclamation. Uh, we'll see.
0: Anyway, so that's our group and we want to thank all of them and all the oh, other people. Including wait, a few more we have to, yes, to read. Yes, yeah. Which are lesser amounts and it's six fifty dollars I got. Michael Allen in Brooklyn at fifty five fifty five, uh at Rocker one eighty two, go get them on uh, Twitter. Kevin Dandridge in Charleston, South Carolina, 52. Uh, Joel Poole in Gray, Tennessee, 50, and then 50 from Tyler Doherty in Savannah, Georgia. Great town, by the way. Mark Tanner, Whittier, California. And Keith Gibson in Holly Springs, North Carolina. Says Uh, the show's
2: been great lately. Uh,
0: Shout out to uh, The Shill in Chapel Hill.
2: And Vincent Farrell, who you skipped. I think the spreadsheet needs to changing because it's difficult. For you,
0: I, I didn't say Vincent Farrell in no. San Bruno, California. I don't think so, no. Okay, well, he's, I said it now.
2: <laughs> yes, you <laughs> did indeed. Hey, well, good showing, everybody. Thank you very much. I, I made a personal plea this time for a swizzle enough, and um, it's a good Swazzle enough indeed. Uh, particularly since uh, uh, Mickey will be home; she will not get stuck in Atlanta. She will be home. And I feel that we've uh, delivered some value for value, so I feel pretty good about this today. Thank you so much. We have some uh, make goods, which I don't know what they mean, John. Do you have a note on Bart Bertens and Marco Strauss? Where's this? Uh, well, this showed up in the. Uh... Yeah,
0: they were, they were mentioned earlier. Apparently, that was part of the. They were left off the last spreadsheet, ah, so they were mentioned. Gotcha, gotcha. They're in the green on oh, your. Okay. Uh, their yeah, tank. I got it.
2: Oh, it's green. Is that green? Okay, got it. I'm a little colorblind. It's green on mine. <laughs> I'm sure it's green. I see it's not. It looks more like a sickly yellow on mine. But that could be just my monitor. I want to thank um, Healthy Surprise. Did you get a box? Yes, I did get a box. The boxes are shrinking. Yeah, the box. well, you know, it's, uh, it's Oh, it's I think that's crazy. because
0: these guys that are making this these products, a lot of them are going out of business cuz not all these products are edible.
2: Did you try anything new in the Healthy Healthy Surprise box? Um nothing that was
0: that stood out as I mean, the stuff, the old classics, like those little macaroons and some of these other things that are just delicious. Yeah, the macaroons And the kind of nut combinations are quite good.
2: I I had the chips, the... um, What was it? It was was one of the bigger bags in there. I had kind of...
0: The the pineapple chips?
2: No, no, no. It was... It's like... uh, What was it? Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was crisps more. Not like really chips, but more... It was light. Light and... Not I sure. gobbled Am them I? up. I gobbled them up. Oh,
0: I like the the pineapple chips.
2: Hel- healthysurprise.com uh, yes. always hooks us up with, uh, with a box of... of a box some, of free food. Stuff. Yeah, free food. Well, we like it. And it keeps forever, that stuff. That's what I like about it. You, that stuff just never yeah. goes the, out of you style. Know,
0: the, the, the real drawback to that box is there's always something with kale. I don't know about it. I'm, I'm not big on the kale. <laughs> kale, dried kale, and yeah. kale chips. Kale, and yeah. kale donuts, and kale. <laughs> all these different kinds of kale
2: things. They're terrible. Kale donuts. Okay. Let me write that down. Kale donuts. Also, at uh, least Garling, did she send you a bottle of wine? Of her homemade wine? Are talking about the lemon? The no, not the limoncello. I know you got that. No, she, she yeah. sent me a bottle of her homemade wine, which I have not consumed yet. I'm waiting to uh, consume that with uh, with the lovely Miss Mickey. I'm looking forward to that. No, I didn't get a bottle of wine. Oh, well, I I think she actually said in the note, don't let John get his panties in a bunch. He's getting one, too. So maybe oh, so she...
0: So she makes it one bottle at a time. No, I
2: don't know. I don't know. Maybe could be. She's yeah,
0: fermenting as we speak. She's our
2: hot Fisher chick from Alaska. There, so uh, so this so was, she was fun. In Washington, yeah, whatever. Same thing. Washington, Alaska. Isn't that kind of the same area? Kinda. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much uh, for supporting the Knopf and for supporting the program. That's highly appreciated uh, to everyone who uh, who checked in, and of course to our executive uh, uh, producer and associate executive producer for episode 520. And uh, and if you feel that you're getting value for value on this program, then go to
6: dvorak.org/na.
2: Happy birthday to Rainstick Sherry, uh, who celebrates today. David Smith turned 41 yesterday. Karen Seltzer, happy birthday to Bradley Seltzer. turned 47. He turns 47 tomorrow. Kevin Dandridge says, uh, "Happy birthday to his beautiful Brazilian wife, Alba." Send pictures, please. Joel Pool and Brian say happy birthday to the Dame, Dame Vicky Pool. Uh, happy birthday to you! And Invitus celebrated yesterday. Happy birthday from all of your friends here. The best podcast in the universe. And yeah.
3: we you have you
0: Invictus in there. Yeah,
2: I just threw it at the end. Uh, we, I
0: couldn't hear because I had this rain stick going.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's the drawback. <laughs> uh, Sir Page Snakes uh, is uh, officially a baronet. I wanted to mention that that his title changes today. His second knighthood. He had no idea that he uh, he overlooked his uh, his knighthood, <clears throat> his second knighthood over a, a year ago.
0: Yeah, there's a couple that we have to bring
2: up to speed. Yeah,
0: and we. And I did, want to apologize to Greg Brunsel, who's been a knight forever, and we keep because he comes in at a. <clears> I, mean, <throat> I don't know why it doesn't show up.
2: And we got a a note which I will read because um, we do have a a daming today in the morning, boys. I've given Adam and Miss Mickey a blanket, sent cash to the show, and enjoyed the water conferred by the rain stick. I listened to the big voice and sent in swazzle lucre. I've hit people in the mouth and thrown shoes. I've been a good little slave, but lately I've been spinning, questioning authority, and reading Atlas Shrugged. Come to find out, I'm not turning into an Illuminati, but I turned into a dame weeks ago and I didn't even know it. Include me at the round table, please. I have an appetite for mud bugs and moonshine. Oh no! Not another one! I'm gonna add it right now. <laughs> mud bugs, M- mud bugs, mud bugs, and moon <laughs> and moonshine. Now, do you remember who this is?
0: Uh, no, not offhand.
2: So I didn't get a blanket. And, and no, you did not. <laughs> you did not. And she will be Lady of the Loom, uh, Dame Melody. When we were in uh, on the Hot Pockets tour, she is the uh, producer who said that we helped her get through. Her chemo, heard that. Oh, that's right, right. Her, I her whole cancer, and I said, no, 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 you got through cancer. She said, no, 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 you guys got me through cancer. And the blanket that she knitted for us, do you, I, mean, I don't know if you have this. it. Knitted or loomed? It's knitted. Um, oh,
0: it's knitted. A knitted blanket. Are you sure? And it's
2: huge. It's a two-person blanket. Yeah. No, I know, I'm absolutely sure because we talked about it. Uh-huh. It, it, we, I don't know if you have this. We it's our go-to blanket. Do you have one of those, like a go-to blanket in the house? Where, it's like-
0: uh, yes, I do. From and it, it tends to be my blankets tend to be from Peru.
2: Well, mine's from Dallas.
0: Well, just
2: say so you know. <laughs> it. But between you and me. We lo- we love our uh, blanket, and it's uh, very special to us because of the story behind it. So we really like that, and very happy to uh, bring you in to the uh, exclusive club, if uh, John, if you wouldn't mind, and we can have the... Hold on
0: a second, I can't get stuck. Let me get some WD-40. Okay.
2: Wow, theater of the mind, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Melody Man, step forward. We are very, very proud to have you still with us, first of all, and at the No Agenda Roundtable of Knights and Dames. And uh, thanks to your contributions, of which they are many, I hereby pronounce the Dame Melody Man, Lady of the Loom, come on! For your hookers and blow, Rimp Boys and Chardonnay, long-haired me- heavy metal guys and scotch, vodka and vanilla, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling
6: cider and escorts,
2: mutton and mead, or by your choice, Mudbugs and Moonshine. So, you know, I've, I've, I, I skip a couple there for the for the dames because you know she may want the long haired heavy metal guys and Scotch, but she may not, you know, want the wenches and beer. I don't think so. Just knowing her a little bit, I don't think right. That she'd be hauling into that. You should have so. two lists. Yeah. Oh yeah. To read from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to read from, I tell you. Oh man.
0: Well, let's see. Oh, I have something funny. I got something funny.
2: Yeah, it's not as funny as what I got.
0: Uh, Okay, play your funny thing first. Well, here's what I have.
2: Hey, why doesn't it play?
1: Adam's gonna read his email (laughs) on the No Agenda Show.
2: It's a little faster now, I think. Is that the faster one? I think it is the faster one. This came in from Torrey Pines High School, San Diego, Student Voices. And this is—it's uh, actually a—that uh, is, uh, I guess the, from the 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 student newspaper, and they have a couple of uh, slave uh, slaves in training. The question is: Was the Justice Department, was the Department of Justice correct in using a subpoena to access Associated Press's records? Are you interested in hearing what the students of Torrey Pines High School in San Diego say? Oh, absolutely. Charlie Pope, nine years old, says they are justified. If one of the CIA's own told the person the information, then it's their own responsibility. Casey Cunningham, 10 years old, she says it was for the overall good of everyone involved. National security is more important than someone writing in a newspaper. Uh-huh. Very good kids. <laughs> Allie Zimmer is 11. Yeah, I think it's okay, because it's our country, and they're doing this to keep us safe. It's a reasonable thing to do. And, f- and finally, Santiago Quintana, who's 12, says, Hey, man, not wiretapping would compromise the safety of our nation. The AP should be sorry, maybe even properly say so. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's your future. <laughs> that, is, that is truly the future of the slaves in America. And
1: yep. that's your future. Adam's gonna read his email on the no agenda
0: show. Which brings me to the uh, Bill Maher little rant hmm. about the uh, about the declar- about the I'm sorry, the uh, Bill of Rights. You can play that,
2: please. Yes, one second. Mar obsol yes. Think- and by the way, well, before I start burp, burp, burp.
0: It's less offensive what Bill Maher said than the audience's reaction
5: to what Bill Maher said. Oh, boy. I talked about this before on the show. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Well, you know, I mean, if the Fourth Amendment now is up for debate, and apparently it is, because all these things we're doing, if you go through the Fourth Amendment, you can go line by line. You no, know, we've kind of really abrogated that. Then why isn't the Second Amendment yeah, up for debate? Because I'm it's a- just as obsolete as yeah. the Fourth Amendment. It's true. If I...
2: No, 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 no. The, the applause sign went on. They don't know what they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> they didn't actually listen to what he said.
0: What he said, essentially, was that the Bill of Rights, which includes the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment and the First Amendment and, and the Tenth Amendment and the and 14th everything in Amendment, between is up for grabs because because we've, ex- or he's accepted the government story on the fourth amendment being useless or, or or archaic or or old-fashioned or whatever the heck he said this is the most disgusting person in the world to do this it, it's the most anti-american thing he's done to say that the, essentially the bill of rights is bullcrap so there there's no freedom of, of if it's up for grabs goose for the go go good for the goose good for the gander the, so take another second look at the First Amendment. It looks like freedom of religion. Screw that. Freedom of the press. Or freedom of assembly. Screw it. Well, do I mean, you? The guy is, is. This is
2: horrible. I don't know if I took it that way. I, I took that a little differently. I took it for him to say. It's. I thought he was saying it facetiously.
0: Did no, I? No, he I, hates the Second Amendment. <laughs> so why would he say it facetiously? He
2: has a gun. He, he he's a gun owner. Well,
0: that's beside the point. No, he did, that was, he, he's not a facetious person. He meant it. He meant that the Fourth Amendment's shot, so the Second Amendment's got to go.
2: Should we, have we looked at the Fourth Amendment? Well, we've looked at it in the past. We can yeah, look at it again. I think maybe we should just talk about it for a second. Because what's always interesting about these, when people say, oh, that's the Fourth Amendment, you know, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, you sometimes just got to go and read it and just see what it says and, and let's see if it's reasonable or not. I have it here, the text of the Fourth Amendment. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. So, I like, this is again, this is, the Fourth Amendment is not a right. I have the right to be secure in my person, house, paper, and effects against unreasonable search and seizures The Fourth Amendment is telling the government you cannot violate my already existing rights. In addition, no warrants shall be issued but upon probable cause (laughs) supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Now, and and that's the end. I think they get around. Yes, that's the end. It's that simple. So so it has been reasonably encroached.
0: And by the way, I should mention this. The reason this was written in the first place is because during the uh, pre-Revolutionary War times, George III and his goons, they were just <laughs> busting into anybody's house whenever they felt felt like it, kind of like what happened in Boston.
2: Yes, which um, there's a word for that. And I had that uh, last... Because I, I was reading about the governor. Maybe I have it here. So the the governor... Oh, let me see if I find this. The governor of uh, Massachusetts. The story is, what's his name? I bet you I still have this story here somewhere. Uh, what's his name, Govern, Governor Uh What's his name, John? I don't know. Why don't you know this? You're you're the book of knowledge.
0: Patrick, that black guy.
2: <laughs> is his name Patrick? Yeah, Deval. Deval. Oh, Deval. D- D-E-V-A-L? Yeah. Hmm, I can't find it offhand. Oh, yes, here it is. Um, after here, this is pretty funny. So after the manhunt was over, he uh, apparently went out and got hammered. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just want to read this to you. This is very interesting. Governor of Al Patrick gave a candid behind the scenes look at the horrific days after the Boston Marathon bombings, telling employees at a Cambridge marketing firm yesterday, he got quite drunk the day after the intense manhunt finally ended. And I and we know why he got drunk cuz he knows that there was no evidence, there's no video evidence of anything that went on.
0: Right, he was the one who let the these uh, the stormtroopers go in and out of one house after another. So here's how
2: he plays it back. By the way, dressed as stormtroopers. Yes, that's even worse. Patrick said the killing of bomber Tamarian Sarnev and the capture of his younger brother Joe Carr Sarnev on April 19th was a relief because people wouldn't be Bitching and moaning, he said, about the unprecedented shelter in place order he gave that day. And he says, he claims the president called him and said, Hey, Yval, how long you keep that shelter in place in place? Did you know about that? It's called a shelter in place, that was the actual yeah, yeah, order? I knew
0: that. That was the words they used.
2: I didn't, I, don't, I think that's a great term. I didn't know that. Shelter in place, doesn't that mean like crouch and cower? It's the same thing as they do with those kids. In the schools, yes. Shelter. That's exactly what it is. Go crouch in the in the dark closet, cower in the corner, and be a, a wimp.
0: Yeah. Crouch, so, crouch, and cower. Well, that's. So what, well, so that, what did the president tell him? What was the?
2: go back to that. He said. He said, Deval, I'm briefed. What are you going to do about the city? You can't keep it locked down indefinitely." I said, "Mr. President, I know that. I'm trying to sort that out now." Basically, the state police said had said we should end this when we finish the door-to-door in Watertown. So if we haven't found him, we should say to people, look, live your lives, but please be careful because he's still at large. And then it's just a, more about him being drunk. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. Crouch and cower.
0: So you remember when we did the... Uh... So what? So, what? Uh, <laughs> you catch yourself more than I catch myself at the moment. Anyways, anywho. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
7: I'm
2: just going to put that back in your brain. It's horrible. No, take I mean, that to away. I'm put it back that's in your mean. brain. That's mean. That's un- unnecessary, unnecessary roughness. I
0: call the, it. The... Uh, we heard a story. We talked about this sometime back when, were, when there was some stuff we were picking off on C-SPAN about the massacre that took place on, uh, in Yemen the early in Obama's bombing career. Uh, the, place was, <laughs> the place was called, um, some, it was some village where they killed all these women. Yeah, it's where they make the, the cots, the drugs. And so uh, I want to play that clip. Which is the uh, some here? Where is it? Attack in Yemen attack that we heard her. about yep. for the first time that time. Yeah, play that.
3: And I wanted to turn to another attack, and that's the case of Modula.
9: Well, the, the, the first time that President Obama authorized um, a, any strikes against Yemen was December 17, 2009. Yemen had been bombed by the United States once before that under President Bush in November of 2002. And President Obama was expanding the authorities for the Joint Special Operations Command and the CIA to strike in countries uh, beyond Afghanistan and elsewhere around the world. And in this first uh, missile attack, um, the U.S. used cruise missiles and cluster bombs on this uh, small Bedouin village uh, in the in in Abiyan province, and they, they said that they were targeting a, an Al Qaeda leader in an Al Qaeda training camp. And, uh, and it turned out that the bombing killed 46 uh, people, 14 women, and 21 children. And the Yemeni government actually took responsibility for the strikes and said that its own air force had conducted it and that it was a successful attack against an Al Qaeda base. Um, and the United States uh, began uh, uh, conspiring with the Yemeni regime to bomb Yemen uh, and then have the Yemenis take responsibility for it. And General David Petraeus, the CENTCOM commander, was revealed in the WikiLeaks cables to have hatched this plot with the Yemeni dictator Ali Abdullah Saleh. Um, but this was one of the most gruesome uh, attacks that's been conducted over the past three years in Yemen, uh, shredding uh, human beings, uh, children and women, in this strike that they said was aimed at an al-Qaeda camp.
0: Good work. So we, we've talked about this before, that with these details. They also had some people on from Yemen, including this one guy who was describing essentially this was like hundreds of cows and sheep and goats and these women and children. And when the cluster bombs came in, it blew everything up, uh, killed all these animals, which I think we, at least the Obama bots can get worked up about that. <laughs> killed all these animals. And it, according to this guy who was, who was on the scene later, he says it was like meat, mixed meat. You had pieces <laughs> of cow with humans. It was a disgusting description.
2: And it was all burnt up and stuff.
0: Yeah, it was just a horrible – It's probably stunk to high heaven, whatever the case. so He's ex- explaining kind of this at the end of the uh, Democracy Now! show. And this is one of the things I want to point – this clip, which is the Democracy Now! or Amy Goodman yeah. end show in a hurry. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons I want to point out to people why you're, you're supporting this show because we never – in fact, broadcasters can get around this. But generally speaking, it's disgusting to have to end a show – we're in the middle of somebody chatting, and here's an example. Honestly, we could only find very, very few whom we can recognize, and we—it uh, uh, was mixed with hundreds of sheep and goats, and I mean they were all mixed together. I mean with blood, and they got—they uh, were bombed with about six or seven. Uh,
6: uh, Sheikh Salah bin Fareed and, and Nasser al
3: uh, I want to thank you both for being with us we're so sorry the broadcast has ended we will continue the conversation after posted at democracy.org Dirty Wars which covers this opens today in Washington D.C. in Los Angeles and in New York at the IFC and Lincoln Plaza and Washington E Street Theater and in at the Landmark Theater in Los Angeles
2: and I'll be touring at the Laugh Factory and uh, yeah she gets all his plugs in at the end but she can't let the guy finish this is why these shows stink it was a mixed meat shish kebab uh, plate which smelled really delicious very nice i
0: think that uh some of the media people can't get it out of their heads that you know the people that work in these commercial operations can't,
2: can't help themselves so. yeah on a,
0: and so i and i think it's getting to them because if you play this clip central coast you'll see what i'm talking about this is a little an outro
9: for this week's ag report i'm brianna berman solo your central coast news
2: what? So she, what? How come I didn't understand this one? I didn't. She quite.
0: said Central Coast schnooze.
9: With this week's Ag Report, I'm Brianna Berman-Solo, your Central Coast schnooze.
2: <laughs> That's right. It was the Ag Report, so yes, it was the schnooze. What are you doing?
0: Central Coast schnooze. What are you doing
2: watching the Ag Report, Dvorak?
0: I, I always watch it. It's very important in California to watch the Ag Reports. Have now, to- if you didn't think that was bad enough,
2: yeah. Oh no. It's, okay, um,
0: we're wrapping up. The Armed Services Committee has finally voted on a bill, and they're going to just pass it, and they're and they're in the process of of doing the voting and the rest of it, and and then this happens: clowning in Congress.
6: The chair now recognizes the gentleman from Texas, Mr. Thornberry. Vice Chair of the House for the purpose of a motion. Mr. Chairman, I move the committee report the bill H.R. 1960 as amended favorably to the House with a recommendation that it do pass. The question is on the motion of the gentleman from Texas, Mr. Thornberry. So many as are in favor will vote aye. Aye. Those opposed, no.
2: (laughs) I, I call for a vote. I want to count...
6: I'm sorry to interrupt this this this
8: late date, but I would be doing a bad job. We we have a member of our staff whose birthday is today as
6: well. What? <laughs> we don't have a song. And we're... We'll sing. We're kind of embarrassed about that, but Tim
4: McLeese, um, who has done an outstanding job for us. Which, uh,
6: what?
8: What is going on, So, Mr. Chairman? If, if, if you if you want to quick quick if you want to quickly quickly sing the Republican song, would I would we'll like
2: go that song. Do the
8: Republican song. I don't re- I don't remember
2: it. This
6: is your, your birthday, birthday song. song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, second verse <laughs> is much like the first. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. I'm trying to give you guys a chance to learn this. <laughs> it takes some of us years. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday. I'd, I'd like to thank the members for working in such a harmonious, bipartisan manner.
2: The heck is this?
0: That's what it was. You're watching your Congress at work.
2: Wow. And and then they get thanked for the harmonious manner in which they sang together? <laughs> All right. Well, then I get to do something stupid that was on television. This came in this morning. I'm sure you've heard about it. Uh so the Bilderberg group that what you call yeah. John the Drinking Club is uh going on over there in Watford. Watford I believe is where Elton John is from. I think. It's kind is of he this invited? <laughs> yeah, I think he's uh, performing in the foyer actually. And uh you know every single year the, the the and we've we've looked at this. I've met a couple Bilderbergers. The current uh uh minister of foreign affairs the for the secretary of state i guess is what you'd call him in the netherlands he's the guy that i interviewed him once on the dutch radio show where they burned the station to the ground and he said you're doing very important work here you got to continue this he was trying to like give me a clue like yeah you know this, we're really up to no good but this bilderberg you know it's like oh they're going the last the last time was oh they're there then romney's the man the, the new world order has determined romney's going to win well how would that work out so now I'm much more on the yeah, exactly. on the uh, drinking club uh, front, but this Finally. but this year there must be 3,000 people out there, and and it, it's funny because you can see now the whether some of them are I'm sure some people are doing it intentionally. I, I have always suspected Alex Jones of doing this. Um, you know, there was an actual guy in a clown suit, <laughs> the clown makeup on, running around. There's, you know, there's people uh, ventriloquist talking. Yeah, the whole. Th- and so it makes it look like a bunch of nut jobs. True, uh, true freaking nut jobs who really some people have very good analysis. There's some really intelligent people there. Uh, you know, we we look we try to give you an alternative version of what's happening in the world. But what discredits us time and time again, Alex Jones is an a-hole. He goes out there and he does this stuff on mainstream television, which makes it that much harder for anyone to question any type of true conspiracy, which are the the stories the mainstream, the minority mainstream media propagates when you do things like this on the BBC. And by the way. There's no reason for him to go on the BBC. He says he's got 3 million listeners, 40 million people watch his videos. There's no reason for him to go on the BBC on a Sunday because he's just... I mean, just listen to how this ended. It was unbelievable how he is hurting hurting the alternative media's chances at reaching anybody because the minute you bring up anything now, people think that this is who you are. And
6: that's why, because the establishment doesn't know what to
2: do. Alex has this point, and it's
5: it's an important one. I would have, say, ten years ago said... Listen to all this stuff. He believes that people put cancer virus in vaccine all in order in order to create a eugenics program. That's what he that's mm. what he believes. We talk it's, about it's like medical discovery and, and we would have said and We're we would and that. I would have said, "Hey, that's kind of mad and so on." And it's an interesting psychological phenomenon like Just Iggy, it. The, prob- the
6: problem is that conspiracy Herb theories acid,
5: like this. I oh, believed I believed, believed in what,
6: Hey, listen, what? I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game. Okay, our government in the U.S. is building FEMA camps. We have an NDAA where they disappear people now. You have this arrest for public safety, life in prison. You are the worst person I've ever interviewed. No, no, it's basically off. Put their heads, disappear David, thank them, you for being away. with us. It's gone, uh, on,
3: uh,
5: half past 11. Is you're watching the Sunday Politics. We have an idiot on the
1: program today. You will not today. stop, you will mean, not stop freedom. You will not stop the republic. Humanity is awakening. <laughs> Infowars.com. No, you guys are coming. I'll be looking at the, the week the ahead with our political stupid. panel. You're Until crazy. then, the think Sunday think the Politics across
5: the
2: crazy. UK. Think
6: of the public isn't
2: waking up. So...
0: Well, you got to give him credit.
2: He got the URL in—that's for sure. Twice. Now, so and, I, th- I, I, yeah. think really, I think I think this really—I think I think it's unnecessary. You want think-
0: this before you go? Can you? Can I just interrupt for a second before Because I want to hear what you say. But this reminds me of that guy that has the question marks all over his uh, suit. Remember that guy? The Riddler. He sold a book and he can get all this money from the government.
2: Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, and
0: he had all these question marks yeah. all over his suit. He had the I had an agent. Too. I won't mention his name because it's ridiculous. Who said you know what you ought to do? I know you can get a bestseller out of this because you got the same guy. You know that guy? I forgot his name. You should do something like that. This is like this is like what <laughs> Alex Jones is doing. It's just a he's just a clown.
2: What? Yeah, a com- complete complete clown. I'm try- yeah, Here's the guy. I got. <laughs> Hold on, what's his name? I got, I got him on the Googles. Uh, free money, Matthew Lesko. Yeah, Lesko. You know, you could pull it off. Actually, I see if you if you put on the suit and the bow tie.
0: <laughs> the bow tie—that's what you really <laughs> need. That really tops it. <laughs> <laughs> and you tell us. You, so, what were you thinking when you heard this? That's a. By the way,
2: I will. No, uh, no, no, no. I, no, to, no, I, I, I can't. What, take, what? I can't take it. I can't take I, it. No.
0: I, two years ago.
2: Well, what was that? You
0: can't take the clip
2: of the day? No. No, I can't take... I can't... I cannot accept it. I just can't Why? accept it. No, I can't. I don't, I, clip. I don't think it's that great. Okay. No, I, thank you very much. I appreciate I'll
0: hold it. hold it in abeyance. You got a second place. You know, after Honorable you... Honorable After
2: you, like, compared me to Glenn Beck, you know, that still kind of smarts a little bit.
0: Poor thing. Well, won't, <laughs> you won't be so sensitive after uh, Mickey shows up and slaps you around.
2: Yeah. This is... This is so unnecessary and so stupid and so counterproductive. It really is. Now, you just gotta question the motives.
0: No, I'm a total agree with you on this. That there's no this guy has got some motives behind this sort of ranting because it makes everybody, including us, look like oh another conspiracy jerks.
2: And, yeah. he, and here's oh, what's here's oh, what's oh. really important to understand. His he is so nineteen seventy, with his FEMA camps and what else did he was he yelling about? Uh, They're coming to take you away. They're they're going to disappear you. Disappearing people. Okay, so here is what you need to understand: it is it is so much more subtle, but so much more worse than that. It is so beyond. No one's coming to take you away to a FEMA camp.
0: No, I think you you having those kids'
2: clips yes this is this is the subtlety
0: of it this is yeah re- the kids oh this is, they, 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 free press that's not important we don't need that
2: yes this is this is the real problem this is really where it's going. this is what you have to protest this is if you really want to. Do something. Do this with your own family. Do this in your own environment. Do this with your own friends. And you got to be because you know, now it's gotten that much harder. You can't just say, "Well, this is nuts." You know, we're we're teaching our kids to cower in the corner. We're teaching people to what was the the term again? Shelter in place. We all have to you know, balance out your security for your freedom. This is the thing you need to fight. That that the only thing that he has right is is and I wish. They didn't. Is the is the whole idea of an information war? That is that is the truth, and it is so much more damaging. So, and but if they want to kill you, dude, that's not a problem. We just release one of the viruses. There's tons of ways to do it. This this this, this is not to come and take you away. This and you know what? It's annoying. They're not going to take you away. It's annoying to have to stack bodies anywhere or put them in camps and take care of them. They don't want that. Yeah, it's too much work. It's too much work. They're re-educating your children. You're you're no longer important. You and I, John, I think we have no stake in the outcome anymore, quite honestly, which is, I think is why we are so free. Just no, I agree. Stake.
0: I think we have zero
2: stake in the outcome. Yeah. We're just and here. I
0: actually even think, uh, you know, my kids have, maybe Jay might have some, I think this is a long-term process. Yeah. It'll probably take... One more generation, and then you just have the whole public would be gone. You know, they essentially, we lose the republic to the uh, one, the one world order, or whatever, <laughs> whatever, so, the, whatever the thing or whatever
2: that, whatever that thing. Well, we'd probably <laughs> be running it. I'm not saying
0: that. You know, we we would be running it, Americans. But it's like there's the public would just be left behind.
2: But it is truly only a matter of you changing your own attitude and behavior. That's all that it is. When Miss Mickey says this is great and people are going to wake up, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I have to say I'm cautiously a little optimistic, but you really have to, we got to work it so much more. And, and you need to do very simple things like saying don't install Flash or the new Adobe whatever, but also, Hey, did you know that the, that the First and Second and Third and Fourth Amendment, that they're not rights, but that they are actually rights you already have, and they and this is stuff the government can't do to your existing rights? These are very minimal things, but when people see that, they go, huh? They don't even know this.
9: They don't even know this. <laughs> I know
2: that one little
0: fact which you like to pound, which yes. I, I think you should because I never do it. Uh, is really uh, important to, for people to realize that the Constitution was to keep the government from
2: doing things, not yes. to
0: give them abilities to do things. And and the, tax
2: and, and the president who keeps saying his first responsibility is to protect the American people is not true. That is not his responsibility. You can look in Article Two, and I I I picked it up just the other day. It is not true. It's just not. He's supposed to do meetings. He's supposed to nominate people, and he is the commander-in-chief, which does not mean he gets to declare war. does not mean he gets to do any of that. He gets to have more meetings, and he gets to give some advice and take some advice. Uh, He does have a responsibility towards Congress to suggest. He is, in fact, the president is supposed to, by Article 2, petition the government on behalf of the people. That is one of the president's most important jobs. He's supposed to listen to the people and then go, okay, people, I got you. And he's supposed to go to Congress and say, hey, Congress, here's what the people want. Instead, he's become this elaborate pitchman to pitch whatever the agenda is on the inside. And this particular president, I have to say, I feel very, very sorry. Because I thought for the longest time, up until this week, I thought he was really part of part of the evil empire. And now I find out he's just an actor. Really just an actor. And he's afraid. He's afraid for his job. He's afraid for his life. Because he doesn't want to wind up like Martin Luther King. He's not going to fight against this stuff. He's not going to fight for anybody. He's going to shut up, read his lines, don't bump into the furniture, dogmate waves. Because he doesn't want to die. The only thing he might do and I'm 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 only repeating what we've heard on this show. This is not something I'm not you know I don't want it to be taken the wrong way. The only thing he might do is he might punch out early to screw this. He's talked about it. He said he you know M- Michelle would take a hundred million. They'd go. He says today. He says well you know I'll be gone sometime in the next three and a half years. Might be sooner rather than later. Don't waste your time impeaching this guy. Your problem is much much bigger. Much bigger, you got to get every single one of these douchebags out of Congress and the Senate, just every single one of them. It's got you got to have a complete reboot, and we have no stake in that. That's going to take decades,
0: and there's no way that anyone would do it because the way this rigged,
2: <laughs> yeah, because only Congress can impeach people in Congress. I think it's, it's completely. I looked this up, yeah,
0: that the way they've gerrymandered their way into permanent jobs. John Boehner, for example, is a known fact that. You could he could be a child molester and he would not get voted out of that spot because they have they've gerrymandered his, his area and and we, you know does it make any sense to to people where you have the state these districts representative districts. And you have the district that has a – it's like it's a little gob up here, and there's a long, thin line that may go down 100 miles, and then over to the left where is another
6: gob.
2: Right, and yeah. And this
0: person represents this 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 crazy district. Yeah, we're doing this in Texas
2: an, now too. It's, it's incredible, the redistricting. is nuts.
0: Yeah, they redistrict, say, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll do a deal with it. You can have this, this, and this, and they'll vote Democrat no matter what. And but you have got to give me this, this, and this because this is all Republican c- territory. And then I know I've got a job for life. That's what they've done. Yep.
2: I would recommend that in your just in your own little circle of of influence, your own little sphere of influence is where you can make these changes and live a happy life. I, I for all the crap. Don't worry that, about buying seeds. <laughs> no, this is not. That's not going to help you. to make you happier. <laughs> More storable food or a water filter. A water filter I'm not against. I'm not against any of that, but I you know the, the clowns like this it's just that's useless.
0: You can run some really sh- crappy vodka through those water filters and it actually improves oh, the clean. Really.
2: I so I have not turned on the television since Miss Mickey left. I have not and not even CNN or anything. I've only been watching online. It was kind of my test. And I think that it's been very successful. I don't think the show has suffered whatsoever, and I feel fantastic. I feel really, really good. I've done. I've been very productive. I've done a lot of fun things. I'm a little disappointed. There is one thing that's a real bummer. Real bummer. You know, because I'm I'm so excited about ham radio, and uh, you know, I'm I'm really I got some ideas about uh, Morse code, and which has been around for 170 years and is still valid and relative today and i find out the fbi has uh put out a, a tender you know a tender where they uh are requesting uh to purchase something they have to do this and, you know yeah and so rfp it's yeah, an rfp Request for person yeah so what well, they so there's this document and it's the required so it's the equipment that they want Icom 9500 AH800 antenna Yaesu VX8DR with Mars mod FC40 antenna Icom IC9100 uh Kenwood THD72A Kenwood TM710 2 meter 70 centimeter Icom ICR2 I mean it goes on and on they're essentially building an entire lab because they heard that I was you know, like making morse code cool again <laughs> Hey! <laughs> They're like, hey, Yes,
0: there's a good one. Hey, that
2: curry is all over this. What's gotta, curry doing? Uh, we gotta stop that guy. We gotta listen in on what he's doing. <sighs>
0: so one of the th- just before we go, I got one last thing. I actually have a couple. Actually, I can put this off. I'll put it off till Thursday. Can I ask funny. you a question
2: though? Are you doing a twit today? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've polluted you. Perfect! Yay horn. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. they are its all like, gonna be about Prism, and you're gonna not be able to. You're not gonna be able to. show No, up. no,
0: I'm gonna tell them the same story. I've, I've got the column. I got the whole thing. I'm gonna not change it much. And you're not gonna
2: mention Adobe at all. You're not it, gonna talk it's too about.
0: Com- it. I couldn't do that. You had the all this stuff. I—it's not in my head. Okay. But all right, I do have a—I do have a little thing. We play end of show, or you can play it now, or you can play it never play it. But I decided. I've done this before. Uh, John Kerry gave a long speech. It was like an hour. And so I, I started skipping through it, and I realized that you can skip through a John Kerry speech and
2: just and, pick and, up a word or two. And not miss anything.
0: And you realize that all he does is throw in cliche after cliche. Uh, uh, he's droning on it, click, 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 and it's just like dumb, useless speaker. This guy, you're <laughs> useless eaters, is a useless speaker. He's terrible.
2: Well, should I play this? Why
0: do you play it for as long as you can stand it?
2: Okay. Or for human rights. And, and let me point out, this is John Kerry, Secretary of State, who signs his name John F. Kerry. So you all kind of get the inference that he's the new JFK. He's the second coming of Camelot.
1: Community. As many of you might know... <laughs> am, ...even if it's just for a short while... ...decline to act possibility in a time of promise tremendously to each and every one of you oh the deep personal connection that i survivors and veterans and to sit at that ceremony between 1986 almost 30 years ago at the top of the mountain across the dead sea we had a big debate <laughs> why don't we just call him cliche carry from now on cliche cliche Car-
0: it's a good name and it's like when he speaks he it's can't say in 1986 it has to be in 1986, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. And what doesn't he take it even further? By the Gregorian calendar. I mean, he can't just get, tell you what his point is. He, he just, has to just yak.
2: In 1936, in the year of our Lord, almost 30 years ago, which is three decades. Cliché, carry. Yeah, you, know, you don't to play anymore, but yeah. you get the idea. I would like to, I need to do two plugs here. Two plugs. One is uh, one of our uh, relatively new listeners, James... Prohashka has uh, released a self-published a book on Amazon it's it's an interesting book so it's kind of it's for the book club Andrew Jackson and the vampires an alternative historical fiction screenplay and it is, it's a screenplay it reads it's a script it's printed like a script it reads like a script and it I say it's pretty funny and it's kind of one of these things it's you know it's a short book one of these things that you read and you go ah oh. so that is and then completely, uh, I wanted to. Do you remember Kevin the Blade? Kevin the Blade? Yeah, Kevin the Blade. He was the the Canadian kid uh, who listened to No Agenda. And uh, I was looking for someone to help me edit the uh, the Big App Show when I was still doing that. Remember him? No, that's some time back. Yeah, Kevin yeah back in the L.A. days. So Kevin the Blade, and he you know he basically like gave up and went back to Canada. Uh, with his girlfriend and he's been tootling around but he has come up with a pro- and I, I've always, and, you know, he was an intern essentially I paid him whatever I could but he really worked for basically for no money and uh, so I wanted to thank him by giving him a plug for his new project which I think is going to be a massive hit and he's doing a, I don't know if it's a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo or something anyway it's called Come Giggle With Me com, and it's a a uh, reality cooking show with people who are uh stoned on marijuana
0: that's funny. you know i've always wanted to do a talk show really similar to this and it was it, but it was different my idea is this and i still think it's valid the name of the talk show is legally drunk
2: okay yeah that sound, that sounds about it. <laughs> that
0: and you have to,
2: and you have to have a breathalyzer
0: right to make sure and, you're and legally you take the breathalyzer, drunk right. and then the announcer comes over and a big thing slams on the screen Legally drunk. Okay, the you're next good to go. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: and then and then what? Then then you get on the talk show.
0: Then you go. On, you're on the talk show. I'd be the host. I would be sober.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh huh.
0: And you just get people yakking drunk because they'll say all kinds of crazy things.
2: It'd
0: be a great show. Somebody. <laughs> I like it. This
2: I like show. it. Well, so in this case, five stoners uh, are pitted against each other to see who can cook the best munchies and throw the best party.
0: Oh, well, this is similar.
2: Yeah. Quite. Legally drunk is good. Uh, how about uh, Legally Baked? I think it's funny when people are stoned, because when people are drunk, they can also get aggressive. And Well, that's fine,
0: too. That's good television.
2: It's great television. I would produce this with you. Yeah. And here's your host of Legally, uh, legally Baked. Who would be your first guest?
0: I, I, I think first got to find people that, are, that like to drink. I think that's
2: the key. <laughs> But I, I can do Legally but I'll do it. I get baked for your show to be a guest.
0: Well, baked to me implies marijuana or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: no. I don't want to do legally drunk. I don't like drunk
0: uh, No, no, I'm not going to do a baked show. This no. This is too, uh, it's too, it's too slow moving. It wouldn't no. have, and nobody would ever be aggressive, and they wouldn't start yelling or start falling off the chair drunk. Come on. It's a good opportunity. Yeah, sorry.
2: yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Oh hold on. Alright, I guess that's it. And we actually have a little jingle for that. It's
4: time to drink up.
2: There you go. That would be your opening. That would be the opening. Drink up. Whew. Okay. Well, quite a show, I would say. Um you have to uh you have to get moving. You gotta you're going up there, right? To the yeah. Yeah. oops. I'm sorry, I'm gonna try that again. Crazy not yeah, no, it was good. And I shall be putting the finishing touches on cleaning up the house here for the, the lady of the manor as she returns. But she's leaving a mess. Yeah, right. That's a, <laughs> that's a that's some great advice there, John. You're already married.
0: <laughs> you don't have to show off. <laughs> uh. Besides that, when usually when guys clean up the house and the woman comes home after some... Wow, what, what did you do? The house is a mess. You can't win.
2: <laughs> That's true. That's true. You can't win. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in to the best podcast in the universe, uh, where we bring you um, our our analysis of worldly events and such twice a week, Thursdays and Sundays here. Uh, and, of course, we'll be back on Thursday to bring you another Jam packed episode. Who knows what will happen? If you're a ce- celebrity, I'd be careful. Someone's got to die between now and Thursday to change the news cycle. I'm looking at you, Mandela. Coming to you from the Travis Heights Hideout in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, my name is Adam Curry.
0: And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's very windy for some unknown reason, I'm John
2: C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda.
1: This is a fact.
6: The best podcast in the universe.
3: Dvorak.org slash N.A.